0: Hey everybody. What's going on? It's Friday night and it's Tone Talk with Dave and Mark, Dave Friedman and Mark Uzanski. How are you? Dave, how's it going?
1: It's going good. We got nothing better to do so we're going to do Tone Talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I my wife and uh, kids are all out. They oh, have lives. Oh man, you
1: really you really <laughs> <laughs> you are not maximizing this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: I know, I know. I but that's all right. It's been a lot of that, the this little you know, trip. I'm not
1: maximizing
0: this opportunity. <laughs> oh I hear I hear I hear a screen. Is that you, Dave? I hear an echo. I know I but that's all right. It's been a lot of that. Uh, this little how thing. is that impossible? You have to mute something. Oh I hear I hear I hear a screen. Is that you, Dave? There's or nothing I hear on. An echo. Um, uh, you may want to close your video.
1: You have to mute something. Okay. I, hear, I hear a screen.
0: No, there's nothing.
1: There's nothing on.
0: Can you close the uh, the YouTube video? I'm
1: going to close your video. You have to
0: mute. Oh. There we go. So that doesn't work right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Tone Talk. <laughs> uh, slight technical difficulties. I see we've got 56 people watching on a Friday night or uh, maybe Saturday morning for some people. Um, and we've got a lot of people in the chat right now. So uh, I'm going to go jump in right away, if that's cool with you, Dave. Uh, that's good.
1: I'm going to try to uh, finagle what I had going before and make it work right. So
0: Okay. All you got to do is hit the mute button. Um, is there a
1: mute on the video?
0: Yeah, there's a... V- there's three way. buttons when you open got the it. video. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, so we got Craig Lavender. Hello from Spokane. We got Sinner. What's going on, Sinner? Uh, Chad Allen. Craig Lavender, I said hello uh, before. Luke Kramer. How's it going? Um, and Craig Lavender says, I've been playing my Phil X amp lately with new Celest- Celestian Redbacks. I haven't heard the Redbacks. Have you? It's it's like a
1: 150-watt speaker or a hundred and some watts. I could be wrong on that. Um, uh, Yeah, I I have. It actually sounds – they sound good. They're good. They're great for like, you know, one-speaker applications that – where you might blow up the speaker. Right, yeah, 1 by 12, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. So you can carry a small cabinet and, and, uh, you know, do it up! Oh, I'm going now. I got the live chat, so all there we right.
0: Go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I showed technical Dave. difficulties for a second there, guys. Yeah, we, but. we just had to
0: work out the chat and on Dave's screen. So, um, all right. So I said hi to Luke Kramer um, and uh, Le- Lionel Hernandez. I, I'm, I know I'm butchering your name. I don't. I'm not going to pr- pronounce it again. Um, Gear Attic seventy four. Hello from North Carolina. How's it going, man? And uh, Hernandez, uh, thanks again. I'm sorry I'm butchering your first name. Thomas Brino, how's it going, man? Luke Kramer, uh, one minute past the hour and everyone's freaking out. I know, we, we were a few minutes late. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scott MacArthur says he's checking in from vacation in Guatemala with his family. That's cool. Wait, you're watching the show from vacation? <laughs> He
1: said, I, really, I I appreciate that. That's a dedicated viewer. That is.
0: <laughs> Luckily, the internet in our Airbnb house and I can tune in. That's cool. You got the Wi-Fi cool. going. That's awesome. Um, Benjamin Thibadio. What's up, guys? Uh, Rick Hollis from Australia. So that's Saturday morning for hey, you,
1: Rick. bro. Hi, hey, Rick. How are you?
0: How's it going? Um, all right. So we got a first question here. Benjamin Fibidio, I know I'm not saying that right either. Dave, what is the best EVH one-sounding amp that is bedroom level quiet?
1: Uh well, probably one of mine, maybe. That's a good answer. Um, kind of want to say the maybe, maybe the uh, maybe the. Uh, Pink Taco amp, maybe the uh, Runt amp. Um, Pink Taco is darker, though. That's the only reason I maybe hesitate a little bit on that one. Um, Because that was kind of a very bright sound. So Mm -hmm. uh, I can definitely say if you use the Runt and use the Buxom Boost pedal with it, you can do whatever the heck you want with it then. You can really manipulate how the tone and, and probably dial in what you want to
0: get out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, well, I've got the Runt. I know it, it can definitely get EVH sounds also. So. Oh, yeah. uh, and I mean, I can even get bedroom quiet with the BE, I mean, if you really want to talk about it. But oh, Here's another one, uh, uh, Lion. Is it Lionel? Is it? <laughs> that's what I, that's the one I was butchering. Uh, or Lionel? Or Lionel? Yeah.
1: Sorry. Uh, Mr. Hernandez, how's that? Um, can, can, can the uh, H9 be powered with the power grid? Yes, absolutely. Just use the cable that reverses the polarity. I do believe it's the blue cable, the blue to end cable. Do I have a blue end cable in there, Mark?
0: You do. And actually, oh, a- that's yep. what it is. There
1: you go. Yes, yep. it powers. And it
0: powered Marks. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, um, for people who want to see, I'm going to take my camera. Can you guys see that? So, all right. So, yeah, so right there is the new pedal board from Freeman. That's the 15 by 30. Um, it's awesome board, Dave. It really is. It was so easy to set up. Um, and... The, you just use the blue connector for the h9. Yep. And it's and it's no problem.
1: Yeah, cuz it's tip positive on the uh, eventide stuff. They've always been difficult with that. Mm. I but mean now, I, I wish I just, they would just get that straight. 9 volt dc is not tip positive ever.
0: <laughs> are they the only ones who do that?
1: Uh mostly there might be a few other uh, mistakes in there from a few companies. But like uh, it should be a 2.1 millimeter um, end, which it's a 2.5, and it shouldn't be tip positive. It should be tip negative. Hmm. So if you're listening, Eventide, why the hell did you do that?
0: <laughs> Could there be
1: any reason why? No. Oh, just to be difficult. To, to be difficult, yeah. It's like Apple. <laughs> you got to use our adapters.
0: Right, exactly. And we're going to change it every once in a while to see. <laughs> uh,
1: um,
0: Craig Lavender has a question. Says, uh, ask Dave what are the three variations of the small box 50 and what are the differences?
1: Three variations?
0: I guess there's the wild one, right? Uh, well, he said regular, wildwood, and deluxe.
1: There, There is no small deluxe. Box. Yeah, There's a VE50 deluxe. Which mm-hmm. is a totally different amp. There's only two versions of the small box. One's a Wildwood and one is the regular small box. Uh, <clears throat> the Wildwood, what makes it different is the Wildwood one has a third um, channel, or so to speak, a, um, a separate master. So there's three masters on the amplifier, and there's more gain on the third master, essentially. No gain control per se. It's just the standard channel one, two gain controls, but there's just a gain boost. It's basically like a saturation circuit that gets kicked in um, with uh, the other master.
2: Mm.
1: And other than that, it's pretty much the same. I think there might've been one slight voicing change I made on theirs. Now, how That'd did that come
0: darker? How'd that come about? They asked me to do
1: something custom for them just for their store. And so we've done a bunch of little custom things for their store. There might be some more stuff in the future too. Uh, yeah. They, they've got a cool if store. They order, if they order enough of them, you know, we can do that for dealers, you know?
0: Right, right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it um, makes it
1: unique and it makes it something that they can sell that's unique to them.
0: You know, mm-hmm. that no,
1: one else, no one else gets.
0: How, limited, it, were, how limited were they?
1: Uh, well, it's not really limited. It's ongoing. Um, they still they still buy them and they still hmm. sell them. So um, I see. So not limited, really. Just uh, you can only get it from Wildwood, though. You can only get it from Wildwood. That's what's the only limiting part. So right, gotcha. Actually, in Europe, we sell a version at a couple stores like that. But in the US, you can only get that from Wildwood.
0: Okay. Um. So we got chlorine bacon skin, great name. Wow, that's a good name. Yeah, <laughs> great name. So I'm going for tube tones in a bedroom studio. What I'm thinking is using a reactive load into a Daw, and into either a FRFR cab with IRS. Um, he said, "Is this how you guys would do it?" So, well, for a, a bedroom studio for.
1: I guess for playing in or recording in, I would imagine recording FRFR is confusing me right now. So, Mm. yeah, I mean, that would be something you want to hear the playback of, you know, to hear it. Um, I mean, if you you just to hear it, yeah, just just uh, um, fix it, let, let us know what the intentions are exactly. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, taking an amp into a, a uh, load box would be great, like a Sur load box or the uh, Fryet power Power load, I think it's called.
0: Mm-hmm. One of those would be great. Yep, yep. <clears throat> and then you can go right into your DAW, or um, if you have uh, IRs loaded on your computer, or you can actually use an, an out, outside box like the uh, SIR ACE, Use the
1: Sir Ace or the uh, blue, the blue box. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got, I got the blue box. It's great. The, the bl- blue box is really great. It's like some great IRs that were recorded and 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 stored on it, and it works fantastic. Yep. It and, is you know, have very... to deal with you know latency with your computer or any kind of thing like that.
2: Hmm.
1: Does that happen a lot? Well, it depends. I mean, like you know, depends on your computer and how low you can get your latency set and.
0: It could. Okay. Um, so we had a bunch of questions actually from um, from Facebook that I I copied down. So I figured I'd ask you um, while we're here, which was a good time, right? Uh, let's see. What's oh, better than when we're not here. Yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> they could they could be emailing you all separately. You probably already have. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, okay. Matt Oliver wants to know if Friedman will ever be available through American Music Supply. They have their pedals, but no amps. So I said, "Sure, I'll ask." Uh,
1: Maybe eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly sure the status of that because I don't handle the sales part. So, Um, I know they have the pedals, but uh, yeah, I think I think eventually.
0: Okay. Um, okay, so we've had this question from Oraleen Jolly. Hey there, question for Dave. What is the most appropriate Friedman cabinet, cabinet to go with the BE50 in a home use context? Still a 4x12 or 2x12 or even a 1x12? In my experience, 4x12s are nice with master volume amps at home, but I must confess I haven't tried any any other configuration side-by-side what would you recommend, Dave?
1: Well, honestly, if you have room for it, I'd say the 4x12. <laughs>
0: yes. You
1: know, like, you know, right there. There you go. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, personally, I, that, that's my favorite, uh, followed by the 212 probably. Yeah, And then, you know, if... But, I mean, it's taking up the same footprint. So if you put the amp on the 212, it's taking up the same footprint as the 412. So why not have four? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It looks nicer too, yeah. And it just really does fill out the sound. There's just something about a four twelve. And then, of course, absolutely, the way I have I have mine set up. Well, I don't even know if I told you. I finally got it all set up: the wet, dry, wet. Oh, did you? Yeah, cool. I'm using. I'm using. Um, and you can't see it. I got your boxes back there. Moss Valve. I got a Moss Valve power amp that I'm just using right now for yeah, temporary and do I, is that fine? Do you think it's totally fine? Okay, yep. So that's powering up the uh, the wet cabs. I got your Friedman one by twelve, and then a two by twelve meza. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that those are the wet cabs. Um, all right. So let's go to another question. Um, oh, okay. Here's another one. He said, "I purchased the Motor City Drive, and it's fantastic. And it seems to me it's rather unique. What was the inspiration behind it?" And that again is Orlean Jolly. Um,
1: kind of a it, it wasn't really designed to be like necessarily the sounds of my amps it was kind of more meant to be kind of a fat tube overdrive that's a little more kind of a little more like stoner rock sort of sounding um, meaning like uh, Queens of the Stone Age or, or something like that Um, it's really good put a 12 AT7 in that's really cool with that pedal. Um, it cleans it up some if you, if you don't need all the gain that it has, because it has quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, but it it really opens it up a lot. So with the 12 7 it's really cool. Try it.
0: Any particular brand or just doesn't matter?
1: No, just like a JJ, maybe 12 7 or something. That would be fine. Cool. As long as
0: it's not too microphonic. All right, cool. Um, I know he had one, he or she had um, one last question. Uh, Who is the guitarist whose tone in real life impressed you the most and why? And he said, I suppose the answer is EVH, but if, uh, if it is, who else? The tone that,
1: like, when I worked with him or just in general?
0: Tone. Uh, who is the guitarist whose tone, in real life, impressed Dave the most? I guess when in real life, so it could be who you worked with or you went to a concert. I guess, or
1: I—I I mean, probably. I saw a lot of concerts in in an era, you know, from nineteen uh, eighty-one through eighty-seven. Saw a whole lot of concerts, like tons. Um. Through Detroit and and I saw everyone like everyone, <laughs> <laughs> and um, well you know and then tickets it wasn't so bad you know tickets were like you know fifteen to eighteen dollars or twenty dollars max I know, my
0: God you know
1: it's it's like you could just you just yeah sure let's go okay twenty right. bucks, uh, <clears throat> um, hmm. so there are a lot of good guitar tones in that era you know for like you know really well known guitar tones. Uh, you know, I, I saw Van Halen 1984 tour. That was that was fantastic sounding. Mm. Um, you know, I saw Dockin in their heyday. You know, saw uh, um, Warren Demartini with Rat in, in the heyday. Jakey Lee, and there are a lot. There are a lot of good tones. Warren had a great tone in that era.
0: Andy Van Halen. Halen
1: had a great, you know, killer live tone.
0: Yeah, in
1: '84. Um, I saw ACDC, too. That was great too. So,
2: hmm.
1: I, I saw Judas Jew, Priest, Iron Maiden, uh, just ev- everyone.
0: Wow. And this was before you were in the in the business, right? You're saying just as a yeah, kid. this was
1: when I was a kid. Yeah, this is yeah. like uh, my first concert was in 1981. I believe 81 and it was the, uh, the who it was the who it was the Eminence front tour. Oh, that's cool. Um, at the uh, now uh, I think now fully torn down Pontiac Silverdome
0: hmm. in Michigan, where the lions used to play. That's a good first show.
1: Yeah. It was like a hundred thousand people or something or a 70, <laughs> 80,000 people. Yeah.
0: I, uh, my first show was Frank Zappa. Oh, wow. <laughs> with uh with Steve Vai on guitar and uh oh. and uh Terry Bozio on drums. Wow. so that, that was, was a good era. Yeah, I mean I was like 13 years old. It was uh the Shut Up and Play Your Guitar tour. Ah, uh, I I,
1: re- I remember yeah. that.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. I mean, I it blew me away, but I I couldn't even comprehend what the hell was going on.
1: It was Oh, no, no. And you still probably can't.
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly, uh, you know it, it's uh, yeah. So you know all those were, you know that whole era. All the bands I saw had great guitar tones.
0: Was but just was there any one that just stands out? where You were just like, my God, that's like the best guitar tone I've ever heard.
1: You know, probably was
0: Van Halen. Yeah, it's probably Van Halen. Probably uh, and Warren Demartini. Probably, I always loved Warren's tone. Yeah, really have. You know, recorded and live, I mean, I just saw him first time I saw him live uh just a few months back, and
1: actually also Steve Stevens
0: yeah,
1: whiplash smile tour with the I saw with the uh the cult opening up hmm. and uh, the cult was fantastic. It was like a two guitar players at the time in the cult, and that was the electric album, and they were just stomping. But then, uh, but they, but but see, there's a common thread here. It's all the same thing. It's a vintage plexi Marshall. Mm-hmm. So, all th- all three of them at the time were vintage Marshalls.
0: You're all three being Van Halen, Steve Stevens, and Warren Demartini. Warren.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So yeah. there's a the common yeah. thread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vintage Marshall yeah. plexi. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, that's cool. Um, We got a question in the chat from Thomas Brino. He wants to know, with JJ Amps, does Jerry Cantrell have any tweaking done to them, or are they stock? No, they're stock. They're the ones that we produce. Cool. All right. Got your question there, Thomas. Um, Stelios sent me a very long email. So I, I, I apologize, Stilios, if I can't get to all your questions because there were several of them, but I'll do my very best. Um, he's a musician based in London, and he's a big fan of the show, he said. Um, and he wants to know, uh, he said, they are about the Freeman Runt amp as I'm interested in purchasing one, either a 20 or 50. It's not easy to get a store and try them out here in the U.K., and I would appreciate Dave's technical knowledge, if you, um, which you don't get from the guitar shops. Okay, first one. Are there any tonal differences between the Run 20 and the Run 50 apart from using different types of tubes and one being higher wattage?
1: Um, I think that the, the preamp is basically the same, but I think I changed one little thing in the 20 to behave better with its power section. So, uh, and obviously the clean channel on the run 50 is totally different than the twenties, uh, clean channel. So, uh, you should be able to try them out there. Um, guitar, guitar, peach guitars, um, andertons, um, yeah, yeah. GAK, uh, GAC um, I think there's a couple others too. So. Those are the main dealers. You should be able to try them out there for sure.
0: Right. Okay. Um, well, if he can't, uh, we'll just take a couple more of his questions. Sound-wise, yeah. sound is the Runt series closer to the small box or the BE100? Um, both. There's there's almost no
1: actual difference between the preamp section of, of the BE channel of the BE100 and the preamp section of the uh, small box. It's really mm. – the differences more lie in the power section of the small box and the filtering that's in it. And uh, it's ever so slightly maybe fatter, the small box. Mm.
0: I think there's one capacitor value that's a little bit bigger. Okay. Um and he says, sound-wise, is the run series closer to the small box or the BE-100? I'd probably say the BE-100, but... Yeah, probably the BE-100, I would say, yeah. Um, all right, I want to pick one more, because I don't want to cannibalize here. Um, unless you're cool with answering his four other questions. I do know, what are they? Just... Oh, let's it. let's go. All right. How would Dave describe the character of the two channels in the run? Some reviews mentioned that channel one is similar to a fender style clean and channel two to a marshall type.
1: Yeah, the 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 the, the uh clean channel is a, a basically a blackface fender style circuit. <clears throat> and the uh dirty channel is my B E circuit, which is Marshall
0: esque, so to speak, yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, we've got 149 people watching the show right now. Which wow, is awesome. just for the two of us? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody on a Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever time it is, your your way. Thanks for joining us. Um, are the power and outp- out- output transform- transformers in the Runt custom USA made like the small box and BE100 or made overseas? Uh, the transformers
1: are a different vendor. Um, not overseas, though. Um, it's a different vendor uh, 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 that actually made, to be honest, I mean, I think maybe the Transformers in, in the run series, I almost like the tone of, sl- even though they're actually like clones of the Transformers that are in the small box, I might actually like them even more. It's like something that's a little bit special about those transformers. Just, I mean, it's the same but slightly airier sounding. It's hard to explain
0: when AB directly in the same amp was the reason to use a, a different vendor just based keep on keep the cost out. Mm-hmm. That's what it was cost. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm aware that the Runt uses PCB construction, which makes it more affordable, which is great. Is there any compromise in terms of tone or quality of construction because of this compared to the hand-wired small box and BE100 amps? Well,
1: here, I'm going to be exactly honest here. In, in in a lot of ways, the PC board is more consistent and more um, reliable than the actual hand-wired amp. Um, hand-wired amps, you have wires everywhere, right? And so, you know, wires, the way wires are routed, if they're slightly different from amp to amp, which of course they are because you can't do it exactly the same every amp. I mean, you can get close, but not exactly the same. That can cause differences, interactions, different things like that. And also there's there's actually more human factor involved in it, which is, is... this possibility of it not being perfect, you know? And uh and you know, the way we do the circuit boards and the runs are it's a very well made circuit board. It's really thick, double layer, um plated through holes and it's it's not like your cheap
0: junky circuit board. No, yeah, it's a great amp. It's a lot for the money, that's for sure which leads to the next question. Um, can you use the cab simulated X, XLR output on the run 50 without connecting it to its speaker load? And I know the answer is no.
1: The answer is no, but you'd have to connect it to some sort of load. Something.
0: Right. Um, if not, how would Dave advise to connect it and keep it silent as there's no internal load, like the run 20. Just buy a, load, buy a load box. Yeah. Get the, sir. Um, okay. Last question. All right. we, and um, have there been any revisions in the components used between the early run models and the later ones? I read on the gear page. Um, first mistake uh, that Dave has modified.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and on what page on the gear page?
0: <laughs> <laughs> page one hundred
1: and twenty-five. The um, only thing, yes, I don't. Even, I already know what he's going to say. Okay. Um, there was some minor revisions on uh, – we had a a shield for the cab sim board that would that – we had a little hum problem with the output transformer on the cab sim board. So we got a mu metal shield and shielded it, um, so that was um, um, what we did there. And then I also shifted the loop levels a little bit so there was less uh, interaction um, with cabling uh, with the external loop. Uh, Did it change the tone a little bit? Maybe a slight bit, but uh, it's not really much in the main circuit, no.
0: Okay, because he says that um, he read that you modify the design, replace some components to make the amp sound warmer and thicker. Well, changing
1: the loop sort of did that a little bit.
0: And also make it quieter when using the XLR cab SIM output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we cover that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if the amp is purchased in Europe and develops a noise issue, does Dave have an authorized repair shop that can do it under warranty?
1: Uh, generally speaking, we'll work with someone there. It depends on where you're located. All right. And well, 99% of all repairs are just tubes, though.
0: Most of the time, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. almost 90-some percent of the time, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, Stelios. Well, thanks for watching, man. Really appreciate you uh, asking these questions. Hopefully, you'll get an amp. Um, all right, let's get back to the chat here. Oh, no. Actually, I forgot. There's some other questions here. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt whistle. He said, uh, this may have been explained previously and I missed it. Can you ask Dave to explain what's going on circuit wise in a load box versus an an attenuator is combining an attenuator with a load as the ox UAD does a massive advantage. Uh,
1: no, I mean, uh, um, is it a massive advantage? Um, a load's just a static load. A, 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 the the um, well, a reactive load, hopefully, um, which has reactive components in the circuit to simulate the frequency response curve of a speaker. Um, as far as uh, I mean, there's yeah, like the Ox has a has an attenuator basically built in. It's basically just not going all the way to load, and they're they're. And actually, I don't know what exactly they're doing in that unit. Um, it seems really cool though. <laughs> uh, as far as others like a fryed, a fryed a is actually a the the uh, is actually a load and a tube power amp, so it's not an attenuator. It's actually like reamping the circuit. Um, hmm. You mean like the power station? Yeah. Yeah, it's not really attenuating the signal. It's actually just taking the signal, loading it all the way down, and then amplifying it with an amplifier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know where um, – so I don't even know how to answer exactly what you're, what you're asking. <laughs> okay. Is there any advantage or disadvantage? Not really, no.
0: Right. I'd say the one – just having – some of these different boxes. those two things, you know. Right. Well, that's, that's one advantage. But the Aux the UAD also not only has a load and, um, I think, and an attenuator, but also has IRs built into it as well.
1: And it's not IRs, actually. It's a, a digital, um, complete digital speaker simulation. Um, might not have termed that correctly. Uh, it's like a model of the speaker, uh, meaning down to everything, including the cone cry and, and how the speaker behaves at different power levels. Uh, so that's radically different than an IR. IR is a static sound. You can't change Mm -hmm. at what level the speaker is getting hit and how the tone changes with it, with the UA you can, the ox. That's very interesting. So you can dial in cone cry, you can dial in how hard that speaker's being hit or not. And it changes the tone in like real time, just like a real speaker do- behaves. <laughs> so it's way more it's way more advanced and probably advantageous than just an IR.
0: Yeah, it's a cool box. Yeah, totally cool. Um Okay, here's another one from Guitar Garage. Uh, thanks for following the page. They just uh followed the page recently. Do you pay any attention to coupling capacitor orientation or noticed any difference whatsoever?
1: yeah all our all the capacitors we use are the synergy um royal mustard caps and they are oriented actually so they're marked on which side is the the foil side of the cap and yes, we pay attention to that mm-hmm. It uh, doesn't notice much of a difference. That's a good question, <laughs> but we do it anyway.
0: <laughs> because you think it's, it's the better way to go.
1: I don't know. It, you might be hard pressed to tell the difference, but, uh, but we do it the way we're, it should be done. So Gosh, you just follow, follow the rules, so to speak on that
0: one. Mm-hmm. uh, Mike Foss is in the chat. I'm back to the chat. So we got all through the Facebook questions, which was good. Um, so Mike Foss says, Tone Talk rocks. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, for watching. Jaden James. Hey, everyone. Thanks, man. Michael Bishop. And I'm way back in the chat, just so you know, guys. Um, let's see. Um, it's massively delayed audio signal, Mark. Yeah, I, that, I must be way back. Um, so 50 flip side asked phantom guest tonight nope Dave, <laughs> D- <laughs> Dave is the guest tonight actually <laughs> we get to ask Dave all the questions tonight make Dave work um, I'm trying to follow the chat too and now it's I'm way back there um, <laughs> yeah that's why I, sometimes I, I highlight I'll highlight a question That way, if it jumps, I can go back and find the question that's highlighted so I can find my way back. That's another trick.
1: Here's one. uh, Thoughts on scumbag speakers? Scumbag speakers sound great. Uh, Jim's a friend of mine, and they make make some great speakers. Absolutely. Um, Go buy some. They sound good. I like Celestians. I like scumbags. I like both.
0: I've never tried them, but I've heard great things.
1: Yeah, there's some, they have some really good models. It sounds good.
0: Absolutely. I've known Jim a long time now. <clears throat> cool. cool. Um, Pedro Almeida asks, uh, thanks for asking your question here. Hey, Mark and Dave, cheers from Portugal. Just remembering that we want to see Dave play the guitar from Pete Thorne's Q&A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you'll see a video eventually. There is a video. There's a Synergy video or something out there of me playing. Oh, um, um, yeah. I was, te- I was, like, in development or something, and it was a little snippet of me testing the Soldano module through, I think, a monitor on my bench here,
0: like, direct through a monitor. Sounds so, good? So what was your – um? Like, what's your style of playing guitar? Like, are you more rhythm? Are you more of a lead player? Like, what's your? Oh, I'm not.
1: I'm not much of a a lead player. So, (laughs) Uh, more, more rhythm. Okay. I've never been able to. I can't move. My fingers don't move that fast, so I just can't. uh, I've never been able to really play lead extremely well. Slower leads, yeah, that's fine, but, but Mm -hmm. not. I'm more of a percussive rhythm player, more like a, you know, Steve Stevens style kind of percussiveness.
0: Kind cool. Of. Like when you first get on the guitar, like, are you more of a riff guy? Like, or are you playing? Yeah, totally rhythm? riff. I never play lead stuff. Yeah. It's but totally is it more different. like more cordy chord stuff or, or riff stuff? I curious. Both. Both. Yeah. A little okay. of both. All right, cool. Um, Chris, hey Dave, is it possible to get a two? Uh, hey Dave, is it possible to get a two twelve that matches my Dirty
1: Shirley? Yeah, totally. Uh, you can. You can. You can custom order it with the Dirty Shirley grill cloth and the logo. We've done it for a bunch of people. Okay. Um, T-shirts da- are coming, Chad. T-shirts are coming. We'll have them at Nam. And then oh. I, I'm going to announce at some point in time, sometime after Nam, I'm going to announce a, a, a new merch site that you guys can go to purchase the, uh, t-shirts that's uh, undecided where yet, but (laughs) it's, it's going to happen. That's awesome. there will be a couple t-shirt designs and then there'll be hoodies and there'll be eventually mugs and whatever else you guys want.
0: Wow. Refrigerator. Uh, no refrigerators,
1: not not as of yet. Um, okay. how about a flask, <laughs> right? That's what you. Friedman find. engraved black engraved flask. That's kind of cool. actually I always wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that I would don't use good. a flask at all, but I just it seemed cool
0: with the logo. I like the logo. Well,
1: one time I'm sitting there and I see this laser catalog that that was down at the factory for laserable products. You know, and they we have a laser machine down there. Mm-hmm. One of them was actually flasks that <laughs> you could, you know, come in different colors, and you can laser etch the the stuff on them. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've never
0: owned a flask, but hey, that would be fun. I would. <clears throat> Doesn't the thing that um, Abby has that laser that that would do it, right?
1: Yeah, except that it, that it can't do only his laser can only do uh, flat surfaces. It can't do curved surfaces. Oh, I gotcha. So I don't think his will do it, but it can be done.
0: Once you find an actual real flat
1: surface on the floor. Well, we can actually print print on it. That's doable because we have oh. a UV printing machine that that can print. Uh, well, it can print a portrait on it if you want. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) get your face. No, we're not going to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No, Um, no. we got Metal Dad. I love that name. I see that. Yeah, he's been on before, though. I think hasn't he? I think so. Yeah, he says love the show. Thanks, man. Um, John Osborne. Hey guys, Uh, is that Ozzy? Just just curious. That is his real name. Uh, hey, guys, I heard Lawrence Petros has a clone of the Dirty Shirley pedal. What do you think about that, Dave? I don't even know who that is. Hmm. Who is that? Lawrence Petros. I don't know. I can Google it.
1: I mean, is it is it the guys that are just, you know, they they clone everything? You know, it's not really... Uh, you know a lot of the guys do clones and stuff and do like d i y you know clones of
0: of pedals out there. there's tons of those and it looks um, like he's, looks like he's selling stuff on reverb oh really yeah the quote an l p d the l p d eighty seven is like having a dirty Shirley and b e o d in one box with better dynamic response and build quality <laughs> oh really yeah well, it says that's what a customer is saying. But this is on his Reverb um, ad. Mm. What, how does he label it? Uh, Lawrence Petros Design 87 to 2016 Black. And then uh, he's quoting a customer that says, that's like the first thing that he says. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's not cool. Well,
1: yeah, you know, take your chance and buy that if you'd like. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, no, but you know, how do I like it? Well, I just found out about it, but uh, <clears throat> well, they just better not use the name Friedman name, <laughs> getting out water.
0: Yeah, well, I don't see that, but I'll send you the link so you can see it. It definitely has, yeah, you'll see. Not cool either way. Um, but the picture of the product doesn't say anything. Like you would look at it and not think Friedman at all. So mm. that's a good thing. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for bringing that to our attention, John. Or Ozzy, should I say? Uh, yeah, Chad, wear those shirts. Uh, so that's cool. They're going to be at Nam. Uh, Christian utter says it's 4 a.m. and he can't sleep. Well, we're not going to help you unless we're really boring.
1: <laughs> I don't know if this will be the most exciting show, but we'll an- actually have an a opportunity to answer questions on it. Uh, un- unlike, uh, unlike many of the other shows where we can't get to any of your questions because there's too much talking, Yeah, <laughs> but no, they're was- good stories generally. So.
0: Yeah, now we've had some, you know, thinking just back on the show. I mean, this, this is our 18th episode this year. The show's about eight months old. Um, we've had a lot of great episodes.
1: Oh yeah. Many more to come too. We got guys, we got some stuff lined up for you, boy.
0: Oh yeah. Beginning of the year. Good stuff. Good stuff. In addition to Nam. Yep. Um, all right. So let's
1: see. Uh, here's one from, okay. uh, Sony D, um, SS 100. Uh, I have an SS 100 with six L sixes. Uh, Where'd you get that? Uh, yes, yeah, so you can just throw in an EL34s and re because that's all I did for the 6L6s. <laughs>
0: so yeah. So you can throw 6L6s in a, in a Steve Stevens?
1: Sure. Or a really? BE or a small box or whatever you want. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. You can put EL34s in a Dirty Shirley if you want. I don't recommend it, though. It doesn't sound that great that way. It sounds better,
0: actually, with the 5881s, which I designed it for. What is What would the BE sound like with 6L6s in it?
1: Uh, depends on what kind of 6L6s you want to put in it. Okay, so you got uh, some good ones.
0: It's, it's,
1: I mean, you can put 5881 power tubes in it, 6L6, 5881s, uh, it sounds almost the same as the EL34s, to be honest, with those tubes. Mm. Uh, in fact, that was an option when the EL34s were shitting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was getting really close to going, ah, screw this. It's getting 5881s. I mean, that's what we
0: use in the Shirley. So people love that. So. And you say, but, yeah, I remember you saying that the tone was minimal. Uh,
1: it was minimal. Surprisingly, yes. Okay. Um,
0: Interesting. So if you re-bias it, what are you going to rebias it at for the 6L6s? Uh, around 35
1: milliamps of two, probably.
0: So like the same thing? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Stephen Witt, been listening for a while, first time watching live, be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Come Don't, to the just,
1: wrong show.
0: Yeah, there's no uh, pro, no prostate
1: exams here. Jonathan De Carlo, I binge watched six episodes in Mexico last week on vacation. Wow! Six episodes. Did you watch your entire vacation? <laughs> I mean, six episodes of our show. That's like four four hours an episode. Wow! Yeah, you spent the whole day. Holy crap! That's 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 great. Thank you. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. I don't, I don't know if you did anything else on vacation, but
0: <laughs> <clears throat> oh man, um, hey,
1: guys, take your vacation if you are on vacation. Jeez,
0: <laughs> I know. I, I've been on vacation this this past week, and I've really been maximizing it. It's been great. Good, yeah. yeah. Nice warm weather, sitting by your pool. Yeah, it, it, today was just beautiful. I mean, it just the weather got down to like. 65 in the morning it was just it was awesome you know you do you realize that you're
1: pissing everyone off i know i know but that's why right now who who are freezing their
0: balls off well that's why i live in florida literally (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because there's a couple guys here who are from florida also the 50 flip side is from north palm beach i see uh diana diego is from tampa bay and then another person, Todd Flowers, is from Palmetto, Florida, which is close. That's like Miami. Mm. So, yeah, I got some Florida Florida people. Um, so they're not mad at me, but most of everybody else is. I know that. So what's the weather by you in L.A.?
1: Yeah, yesterday it was 84.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, 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 that, that was kind of a weird one that it was that high. Um, generally speaking at this time of the year, and I think most of the rest of this month, it's going to be around 70 during the day.
0: Last year, Nam was brutal, cold and rainy. Well, well, I don't think,
1: I don't think it's going to rain. Well, I hope not. You know, they said it might rain Monday here, but that's, I, and uh, I keep looking and there's no rain anywhere. It, 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 in fact, it, it rained for like 10 minutes on the way home somewhere the other day. I'm like, oh, my God, look, it's raining. I can't remember the last time that happened. I even called someone and said, hey, you know, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, I literally can't remember when it rained last. Um, And, uh, yeah, that lasted for uh, all of like 5, 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
1: And while I was on the phone with the guy, it was like – in fact, it was Dave Black. I was on the phone with him, and I go, oh, it's done. <laughs> and it was done. That was it. <laughs> That's
0: it. That's funny. Um, it's been about two weeks, two and a half weeks here in South Florida without rain, which is unusual. Um, are the fires still going on in L.A.? Uh yeah, you know what? To be honest, I don't know.
1: Mm. Uh, okay. I, last I heard, the Thomas fire was still burning. Um, I don't know where it's at. Actually, I haven't paid attention. Uh, it's funny uh, it, the new. You know, it's it's so prevalent in the news for a while, and then it starts tapering off. And then you're like, Did it go out? Is it over with? Is it done? Is it still burning? What's going on? <clears throat> it's kind of far away from me, so I don't.
0: Right.
1: I'm paying yeah. attention.
0: Good, glad. I wonder if it'll be by uh, Nam, by Anaheim. Because no, it wasn't. no. Okay. No, not that far. No.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Nothing we have to worry about anything like that. Uh, Terry Kennedy says, First one I turned tuned into live. Great show. Thanks." By the way, guys, um, tonight first time. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we're a little late. Um, I was trying to figure out how to put the watermark on the show. So, if you guys look at the. F- the bottom right corner of the video that you're watching, there's a subscribe button that by the tone, little tone knob. So if you do it, if you if you, <laughs> if you if you hover your mouse over, if you're watching this on a computer, if it's on a if you're on a um, iPad or iPhone, it won't work. But if you're on your, you know, computer, um, you could hover your mouse over that and it'll add you to subscribe. So check it out. Subscribe button. Please do that. Um, so we've got a question here from Aaron Cram, Dave. Okay. Uh, curious if either of you have a solution for marking, identifying different guitars, and designating for alternate tunings as far as what strings, each string, pitch, etc. Marking the guitars? Or identifying different guitars and designated for alternate tunings. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just remember. I, I don't.
1: I mean, if you're just talking about, hey, how do I know that this guitar has an alternate tuning on it, like one of my guitars is. Uh, uh, most of the uh, touring guys put um, on the side of the headstock, put a little uh, P-Touch labeling tape, and they'll label what the guitars tuned to. If that's what you're asking, there you go. Hmm. <laughs> not exactly sure. And, and uh, I see another question here, too, from Center o, I think. Um, what's the best Friedman amp for thrash metal? Depends on what style of thrash metal you're talking about. Old school, like Metallica style, or uh, newer stuff. Maybe a Butterslacks. probably is the heaviest amp we have. Um, but a lot of that old... School thrash stuff was more like a Marshall-based sort of tone, so like a uh, you know you can get some of those tones out of a B one hundred, or you could take a a Buxom Boost and add it to almost anything, and probably also get the kind of tone you want or shape it with that pedal. That's really what it's sort of designed to do. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you want it to be brighter and tighter, and uh, you know, you can almost shape any of the amps. You could shape a Dirty Shirley into doing it probably with that pedal.
0: Well, I'll tell you, at least for me with the B E 100, if you take that amp, you crank the gain on it and then and go in the back and put that SAT switch on with the C 45 switch. I mean, you're in serious metal territory.
1: At that point you have too much gain.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you don't have to crank the gain, you know what i <laughs> But I mean, yeah. it's, but I mean, that's serious, you know. I mean, you could do thrash with that.
1: Yeah, totally, totally, totally.
0: Yeah. What is that, by the way that 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 happens when you put that SAT switch on?
1: It's a it's a uh, 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 clipping circuit that was um, sort of a clipping circuit that that sometimes Jose Arredondo used. Uh, personally, I I I don't even like that switch. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, it serves a purpose and it gets a, ton- a certain tone, but I, that's not where I my head's at, really. Um, but a lot of people really like it. So it's kind of been sort of a, a thorn in my side in some ways because I put it on some amps and then people liked it and then it's like, I can't take it off. <laughs> um, um, although I'd, I prefer not to use it. but I like
0: it. Um You know what it is? It's not that I like using it all the time. I like having it Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, well, if I really want to go over the edge, I know the amp can go even further than it already has. You know, it already is. It can take it to like just serious balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it
1: it can it can it can be cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's a nice option to have. It's a nice option, and it works really well, and. And you know we use that kind of circuit sort of on the Cantrell amp, and we use that on the Butterslack's amp. Mm. That's in there all the time on that amp, um, because they liked it. So yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not, you know, but I but I like more of a vintage Plexi sort of thing. So that's that's me. So that's not everyone. So that's, yeah. that's why I make different amps, and that's why I make different sounds. To I, I want to make what you want you know that's i want to make what people are asking for and if there's deficiencies in certain things over over time i generally correct them with what people are asking for you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> i like to listen well it's good that's what people have to say so they they get what they want you know
0: yep yeah, yep yeah. i mean that's the way it should be i mean as a it's a, you know you you're, you're getting market research feedback from your
1: yeah yeah you know, that's that's it it's just just cuz Just because I want a single channel amp doesn't mean everyone wants a single channel amp. Um, You know, but uh, that's why I make all the different amps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. With my favorite ones being single
0: channel amps. Yeah, I mean everybody's different. You know, I like having versatility. I like having a couple different channels. That you know, but. I for me the the BE is like the ultimate amp. But you know it's funny the um when you put that SAT switch on it gets very it's like compressed More scooped. It, it, yeah, it sounds almost like almost like the EVH amp that I have over there. Mm-hmm. Um get you know it gets more in that range of those amps with Man. that much gain and the way they're compre- Is that kind of where you would you agree with that or or no?
1: Yeah. Sure, okay, sure, right. it, it 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 does. Um. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, it's a good sound. It's it's not 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 a bad sound. It's just not something I particularly use. Right. Yeah. I got um, Uh, but it can be great. So. No, it's great.
0: It's it's good stuff. Switch away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a. Uh, I got one one question here. This is a good uh, one. Rick seven seven one six one two. Hi from Italy. Thanks for joining us ter- from Italy. Terry Kennedy. Now that Carvin is gone, any chance of working with Steve Vai to develop a signature amp? I don't know. We'll sh- we shall. Sh- we shall
1: see. Hmm. Couldn't talk there for a minute. That's right, all Vai- I'm not even drinking it, I can't talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's the problem. I need a drink. <laughs>
0: Uh, probably Um, not
1: not after the stomach bug i had
0: no oh yeah well you know i just i ate too much tonight or today i ate too much so there's this amazing mexican place that opened up uh i don't know about 20 minutes away from me Uh, like totally authentic tacos and burritos and everything which you don't really get here in florida I mean, yeah, you get that. Really. Yeah, I mean you get that where you where you're at. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but where we're at, it's just you know Taco Bell. So, yeah. so these are great. I've been like loving it. So, um, but I ate oh, too much. Cool. Um, Mantra Sky, Dave, you build the best amps. Hello, Mark. Well, that's a nice comment. Um, Thank you.
1: Plexi- um, oh, Plexico. go ahead. Yeah, Plexico. That's where I'm at too. Okay. Uh, NOS components offer uh, value in terms of tone. Um uh, they can. I wish you could get them. <laughs> That's the problem. You get NOS components, you put them in an amp, and, and well you can't make more because um you can't get the components. So the, the, the key is it the key is making your amps sound like they have NOS components in them. So uh which you can do, you can do. It's just you just have to tweak them in different ways to kind of coax that out of them. Okay. Well,
0: wow, I lost my I lost my way in the chat. Uh, let's see here. Um, and I even had it. Uh, someone. Uh,
1: chlorine I think is the names uh, uh, I've never seen that name before uh, would you recommend a dark amp with a telly or other bright guitars well I guess it just depends on the kind of tone you're going for if you um, yeah. if you don't want it to be too bright yes maybe a darker amp yeah that might work well or it depends on if you're shooting for uh, you know a bright jangly tone then you might want it that bright.
0: So that answers that one. Okay. Um, Brett Harmon says, who would you like to get on feature shows? And then with that, we also have uh, Lee Zerwanka who says, can you guys get Mike Saldana or Jerry Cantrell? So I'll let you answer those, Dave, because I know we've got some pl- plans for um...
1: – Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll answer uh, – I, I don't I'll know. I don't have an answer for Jerry, could we? Potentially possible, but it sometimes comes with having to deal with management and things, um, so maybe not uh, for Jerry, but we'll see. Uh, I could certainly ask him. As far as Mike Soldano, Mike is going to be on the show. That's already in the works here, so – Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned for when that is, but it's going to be soon.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We've got a whole bunch of people who are coming down the line and, and are on the list for 2018. So, uh, and tell, one of my, tell, you guys tell us who you want on the show. Yeah. You, you tell great. us,
1: we'll, we'll, uh, well, who would you, who would you guys want to see on the show and, and don't, don't say Eddie Van Halen, please. <laughs> just, that would be really nice, but I yeah, I, don't, I really don't think that's going to happen. So um, You can just leave that one out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, someone else here. Oh, someone said uh, dark Itachi, I think. Um, what do you think of, of a brown and a dark red color on an amp? I never liked black and gold. That would be cool on Friedman Amp. Well, we can do whatever color you want, and the funny thing is I don't like black and gold either. <laughs> I think I've said that before on the show. It's like I hate black and gold, actually. Um, uh, I wish I wouldn't have done that, but the problem is, is when I first started doing amps, we offered... I I had silver panels like the dirty Shirley is and um, black knobs and silver logo and, and um, people kept asking, can you, can you do black and gold? So (laughs) then it started off that like that. And then it just kind of snowballed. And now, well, now I'm stuck, but we do, we'll do whatever color you want. Actually panels and colors, whatever. I don't know if you've seen it. We've done a pink amp for Steve Stevens with white panels. We've done the BE50 in Japan with white panels with black knobs and white logo with white piping on the head box. That looks really cool. We do... In the off-white color, we do stuff. We can do black panels. We can do We can do almost anything you want. Mm-hmm. So let let us know. Custom order might be a little bit more money,
0: but... Hey, speaking we're, of, we're, we're capable of doing that. Speaking of Steve Stevens, I mean that was a great, great little push for uh, you had. A, I mean, two great shows with pushes for Friedman, right? So you had uh, Foo Fighters on SNL.
1: Well, Foo Fighters have given us more press than anyone ever on the face of the earth. because <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the amps were on the, that TV show they had, and those amps were on the Kennedy Center Honors, and mm-hmm. and 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 you know. I probably owe them something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the Kennedy and, Center Honors when when they, they were doing uh, the Zeppelin. Yeah, right? yeah. When, yeah the
1: amp, amp it's on like the, the, the amp's kind
0: of right there. fighter amp. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and, right. uh, yeah, and and then the the voice that was cool. That the that, the pink amp was the star of the show there.
0: Yeah, that was great. And they even announced Steve Stevens, which was cool. Normally they're like Billy Idol. You know but they, if I remember correctly I thought they said that you know in guitar extraordinaire or something like that Steve Stevens
1: I think so and but I think that has something to do um i I don't quote me on this but i I think I think Steve has some thing with Billy that that's the, he's he's generally billed on the marquees also when Billy Idol plays oh good oh
0: that's the way it should be <laughs>
1: Oh, here, wait, here's one. Uh, Jason Hobbs, hey, Dave, would you consider making portholes on the first level of your freedom boards longer so cables can fit through better when using a pedal switcher? Um, I mean, they go all across that. Um, I'm not sure what you're saying. Are you Are you using, like, super long jacks? Because most pedal switchers fit, and the jacks, if we, they're the short jacks, are with not even anywhere near the um, the holes. And I can't make many more of those holes because, or too much bigger because it, it structurally the structural integrity of it won't be uh, as strong. So there. Yeah. So I guess the the short uh, answer is no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, John Parsons asks, who's the guest of the year? Who's been the guest of the year? Oh. That's a tough question.
1: Hmm. Oh.
0: The guest of the year. For me, it's, you know, everybody was great. I mean, we've had some awesome guests. I'm not going to downplay anybody. But if I had to pick one person... It probably would be Grover. Yeah, first, really. The Ooh. first show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just his, you know, his stories were great. I've gone back myself and listened to that show like four times.
1: Yeah, the stories were great. Um, although the John Sur show was really popular.
0: Oh yeah, the John Sur show with,
1: with the two, Pete, yeah, with Pete. Um, that that was really popular. Actually, I really, you know, that's, I don't make us pick. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's tough. It's you know, tough. I really, I think the last James Brown show was fantastic too. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched, if you guys haven't watched that yet, watch that. That was a great one. Um,
0: James is a great dude. Speaking yeah, of, that was, that was great. You know, speaking of listening to your customers, he is a guy that I thought some of his ideas were really, really cool, like very innovative you know just answers to people's questions you know or, or needs like the like the the battery little button that he has on top when the battery is in the, the in, in the pedal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean someone should have yeah,
1: there's some yeah there's some actually really like very simple innovative things mm-hmm. that that are just like oh yeah duh just, yeah. of course that makes total sense you know but yeah, I mean, from, from being a rig builder for years, I really appreciate, actually, some of the stuff that, um, that he's done with the pedals. I think they're, uh, they're quite cool. Yeah. And, he, and he's, a great, he's a great guy. So can't wait to hang out with him at Nam.
0: Same here. Same here. I really like him a lot. Yeah. yeah, really good dude. Um, and I want to try some of his pedals in person, I, you know, or, or check them out. I want to hear really, They're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good, yeah, they're good stuff. they like um, little tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Just really innovative designs and just, you know, I I love that. I love, you know, and he's doing it in the USA. It's just good stuff, you know, like, and, and, and the thing that I also love is that, you know, it's competition for you, but yet it's, it's, you know, it's all good. I mean, there's enough to go. This is not, you know, no, you know, here's how
1: I look at that. You know, like we have all these amp uh, designers and pedal designers and things on the show. And it's just, I don't, it doesn't bother – it doesn't – it's not – I don't look at it as competition. Um, guitar players are going to buy what they like the sound of best, you know, or, or uh, they're they're still going to pick up what they want. Whatever they like the best is what they're going to buy.
2: Right.
1: Or they're going to try a bunch of stuff till they figure out what they like the best. Um, so – so, you know, if you like the Soldano SLO 100 more than my amp, then please buy a, a Soldano SLO 100 from Mike. Uh if you if you like a Bogner more than mine, please buy a Bogner. Um uh buy buy what you want to buy. Buy what you like the tone of. I mean, think I, I think that was what it comes down to ultimately. I don't look at it as competition. They're just peers that that also, you know, are in the same um same business as I am, mm-hmm. and may the may the you know the best
0: man win, so to speak, right? You know, just yeah. I mean, that's good. It's a good way to look at it. I mean, I I personally, at least in my business, I'm very I'm competitive, you know, so I try to tone that down, but um, but I, I sometimes I'm like. You
1: know yeah yeah well you know but but there's always there's always some good product out there you know it's not yeah you know, a bunch of great guitars out there you know we make guitars too okay uh, um you know heck i'd like to i i it's funny i I've, I've been wanting an a, a soldano for a while i've n- i never actually owned a soldano head i always kind of wanted one <laughs> And it's not it's not my my tone but I respect the amp. It's uh, I respect what Mike did and I, I can't wait to have him on the show. It's going to be fun. I talked to him today. So Awesome.
0: That would be fantastic to have him on.
1: And yeah, I never tried. The coolest thing about one. Mike is Mike doesn't own a cell phone.
0: Really? Never
1: has. Wow. I just found out that that out today and I'm like, on. good for you." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He goes, that is? one day I might eventually have to when they just don't have landlines anymore.
0: <laughs> Which that wow. yeah,
1: maybe, right?
0: <laughs> that is respectable because that means he doesn't. That is you know, totally respectable. I love it. Yeah. I mean, there was a time in my life when I did not have a cell phone, right? I mean.
1: There was one in mine too. I just can't remember.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> somewhere in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my God. When you had to use maps. These
1: things, these, these for the young people out there, if there's any watching our show, there's these things. They used to be called maps. <laughs> they were made of paper, and they had, like, the streets on them, and you had to follow them yeah. um, no if, you didn't know, as... if you didn't know where you were going.
0: Yeah, no navigation. Um,
1: no navigation. In fact, in fact, if you go back before the Internet, or really, there wasn't even – in, in the internet comes out and then there there you know quest becomes available so you know at first you can go on MapQuest type your address in print out a a, yeah. a, a direction sheet you know for, I that. for MapQuest. Um, but you know before that <laughs> it was just map maps that's it <laughs> not an app and you had to oh, go maps. buy maps to in order to figure out like maps of the country <laughs>
0: uh. We need to figure
1: out how to go from point A to point B.
0: I hated it. And then fold them back up. Yeah. Or Thomas guides. Just had this big full unfolded thing of paper. Oh a mess.
1: So much easier now.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It really I mean, but, but
1: but here's what I fear. So what if let's just hypothetically say not that this, you know, is gonna happen, but hypothetically say something happens and you know, something horrible catastrophe happens and there is no cell phone service anymore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. People are going to be walking around in circles, not knowing what to do with themselves. I mean, they, one, they're not going to know what to do with themselves because they don't have, you know, Facebook tied to their face. <laughs> um, and number two, they're th- no one's going to know how, how to get anywhere. And well, I guess the fact that they don't know anyone's phone number either doesn't matter because there won't be phones, right. but, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. um, you know, It used to it used to memorize phone numbers too of people that you called all the time, right? Well, yeah, I, I did, I did, I and I still, I still remember a lot of my friends that have had the same numbers for a long time. I know, I can just dial, right? But man, I couldn't tell you what my wife's phone number is. Wow, I really couldn't <laughs> because it's programmed in my it's phone, and, and, and yeah. it's, it's, you know. Or any of my daughter's phone numbers. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I just never son's...
1: memorized it because it was a time after, you know, like having really? to memorize the number.
0: I have no idea what my, my son's phone number is. See? So no. it's like, and, and it's you know, more down
1: that same path. And, <laughs> was crazy. Uh, you know, people forgot how to do things. It's like, how do I heat up food without a microwave, you know? Um, it's there's a thing called a stove, and there's pots and pans, and there's an oven,
0: <laughs> and there's uh, directions on how to cook. Yeah,
1: something. and we, you know, the fun, We actually haven't had a microwave in our house for years. Um, really? We opted out of the microwave, and I don't know if that's the healthiest thing in the world for you.
0: <laughs> no, I agree with you. I and, try, to, uh, I try we to limit it.
1: Opted out, and a couple times we've been thinking, oh, maybe we should get one again. And then I'm like, no, no, you can heat up food other ways. I agree. Takes longer, but
0: I mean, most of the time I'm just using. Better. I might just use a microwave just to like defrost something, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, none of that either. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so what do we got here? More stuff in the questions. Uh, Marks B has someone drooling. Uh-oh. uh Oh, what's that? Oh, uh, Luke Kramer. Mark's white bee has me drooling. Oh. All, of, all of my amps and cabs are white. I need Mark's now. Oh, I, I bet you it. Mark would sell it to you for the right price. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, there's a price for everything.
0: That's true. That's true. I mean, if now, I could... it
1: might be a stupid price, but there's a price for everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it would have to be a stupid price to take it out of my hands right now. <laughs> um, especially after what I've gone through to set it all up. Um, oh, here, I got
1: some more here. Rick Hollis, the difference in sound to your ears between different homage speaker cabinets. <sighs> um, You know, that's that's sort of a tough one to really a beard, or listen to the differences of um in the past i've 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 listened to some marshall cabinets that were from the same era that ha- and from with the same era speakers too that were eight ohm vintage thirties or sixteen ohm vintage thirties and to me the eight ohms eight ohm vintage thirty cabs seem like they had more mid range to them actually um and the 16 m one seemed a little, like, bigger sounding with a little more scoop in the mids. But, um, but, again, because you're not using the exact same cab with the same wiring and this, you know, the way to do that would be actually take a uh, frequency response curve of a cabinet, swap the speakers out, and then take the same frequency response curve of the other cabinet, which could be done, but, man, that's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, I like 16. How's that? Okay. Except in our 212. I like eight of my two twelve. So.
0: hmm uh, Tom Platts has a question. Can Dave give some details on the Gibson scale type Friedman guitars coming? Ooh. Secret.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, they are a set neck guitar, um, Gibson scale. They're not meant to be uh, Les Paul um, clones. Meaning, they're not meant to be like a classic Les Paul kind of guitar. Um, <clears throat> it's an arch. It's an arched top, but not some of the. Um, I say it's so you know on a Les Paul you have an arch top in the middle and then it dips down and then at the sides it kind of comes up again mm-hmm. um, Ours is like a straight arch across so when you rest your arm on it it doesn't have kind of that sharp edge that a les Paul has uh it's it's more comfortable um, holding it and playing it mm-hmm. um, the standard guitars um, these are called metro d's by the way. The standard guitars are available in a variety of colors with they're all maple-capped guitars um, the standard body wood is an interesting combination that we came up with so it's a mahogany neck but it's an alder body with a maple cap
2: hmm.
1: and that that sounded ridiculously good just really punchy and 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 cutting and and uh, sounded just really alive and really cool combination, sort of an accident that we tried that. And, um, it was a happy accident because I was just like, that's what it's going to be. Because again, this guitar is not looking to be a Les Paul. Um, so it doesn't have to be built of the body woods that a Les Paul is. You can get it with a mahogany body though. Um, like, there's going to be one at NAMM, or at least we hope, <laughs> that uh, will be kind of more of a 59 look, kind of mm-hmm. aged a little bit, and uh, um, mahogany back, mahogany neck. You're talking flamed? Yeah. yeah, flamed. Be flamed or quilt or options on the guitar, or, well, you can also get a painted top, but it's, it's it will still be maple underneath.
0: So um, a translucent color.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So a variety of colors. I mean, we're—I mean, for the show, we're doing you know kind of a gold toppy look. One, we're doing a kind of a blacked out black, sort of more metal style guitar version. One, we're doing um, you know a fifty-nine looking one, and we're doing some other uh, other cool colors and different things. Uh, most of the ones at the Nam show will be un- not aged. Uh, a couple of them will be aged.
0: Hmm. can't wait to see
1: them yeah they're they're super cool actually (laughs) they sound ridiculous the 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 alder combination with the mahogany neck and the maple cap what a combination
0: yeah that sounds really interesting i don't think i don't think yes there's
1: nothing like like, like more modern set neck guitars these days you know it's like the a lot of companies are experimenting like Kiesel and stuff with all sorts of different bodywoods and, and different uh, combinations of things. And, and, you know, if you, if you take away the idea that you're not making a Les Paul, because frankly, if you want a Les Paul, you're going to buy a Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take that away and you're making something different and something really cool. Yeah.
0: Win, win. Yeah. It's unique. Yeah. And it sounds good. So that's good. Yep. I can't wait to see it.
1: It's a single cut guitar. Um, uh, uh, you'll see it. It's, they're they're going to be really cool.
0: And they're made by Grover. Yep. Yep. Made by awesome. Grover. Awesome. Um, Thomas Brino has a question about your black Kramer. He wants to know what's up with the black Kramer. I guess it's still for sale, right? It's for sale. It's a,
1: a black Kramer pacer, uh, ma- maple neck, uh, the finish, the lacquer on the back has been dulled down a bit with the little steel wool kind of stuff, so it's a little more saddeny on the back side of the neck. Um, that one is, I do believe, I'm not positive, but I do believe it's a maple body version, uh, not the poplar body version. Um, it's been fully set up. Uh, I'm just telling you everything I did to it. It's been fully set up. Uh, there were some, when I first got it, there were, the studs for the Floyd were loose and the uh, there were some bridge parts on the Floyd that were mismatched and stuff. So I got that all fixed and replaced all that. Um and uh it's got Duncan pickups in it. It's got a custom custom, I think, and a stag mag, which is kind of a single coily humbucker thing that Duncan did. Uh uh to be honest, it could use a fret job. It has been crowned and dressed. Um But the frets are pretty low. It's like a fretless wonder sort of thing. Still playable, still cool. But if you want bigger frets, you'd have to do that to it. Mm. That's the story on that. It's an old old vintage Kramer, basically. Really cool neck. The the Pacer Siri neck from that era were really cool.
0: Yeah, it's a cool guitar. I know a couple people have been interested in that over the course of the show. Um, Email
1: me if you're interested. I'll give you a price. Yeah.
0: And your email again, Dave? just so
1: they have uh, Friedman amps at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Um, Dark Latchy one has a question. What do you think about Al speakers? Celestian blues. I love them. I think they're great speakers, but
1: Celestian um, blues sound amazing, especially uh, for that kind of semi uh, kind of voxy tone. That semi broken up uh, jangly uh, sort of cleaner tone. They're just they're nothing. It's a unique tone that, uh, I associate it with Vox amps. Um, uh, that's, that's great, speaker.
0: Yeah, yeah, really cool. I, I had a uh, an AC30 at one time, but it didn't come with the Celestion Blue. I replaced it with I replaced the Celestion Blue in it, and it changed the amp completely. It was just amazing. After yeah. It. Um. So here's a good question. Mark Crockett asks, Mark, how did you and Dave meet? Thanks. Love the show. So, um, I'll answer that. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I
1: have a version of it too. Okay, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll just put it really cut and dry. So, okay. he, uh, uh, Mark was the co-host on uh, uh, EVH Gear. What was it called at the time? Discussion. EVH, EVH Gear discussion, and uh, they had me on the show. Um Once or twice, right twice. and um and then I heard Mark left the show, or Mark texted me actually he left the show and and then we, we we talked and uh after, and uh essentially, I'm like, well, maybe we should do a show and um because people had been asking me to do this stuff kind of stuff for a while, and uh, I had the idea for a while, but I think as I put it to Mark, I go, okay, look, I can get people, I can, you know, be part of the show, but as far as, uh, uh, you know, doing the technical side of it, or wrangling, uh, making sure that the guests are ready to go, and all that stuff, I, I just don't have the time in my day to do it, uh, so if you want to do that, then let's do a show. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much, uh, that's how it started. That's how it started. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I said yes. I was like, hey. uh, and I literally was just on the heels of leaving another show. And I said to Dave, and you asked me, I was, of course, shocked, surprised, and really happy all at the same time. <laughs> and I remember yeah. said, I said to you, I was like, are you sure you really want to do this? Um, because, I, you know, I, I was ready to just be out of it and not be doing this you know, um, yeah. at least at that point. And uh, so I was really happy about it. And uh, so the rest is history. So, yeah. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All good and stuff. We're and we're here. And,
1: yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, and, uh, and we're going to have some really good guests next year.
0: So. Yeah. And the more than I probably
1: think, More than I can actually think of, I've actually thought of another one today, too, that I'm going to ask,
0: too. Okay. Oh, what about Adrian Vandenberg? Oh man, I would love to have him on. I oh well I'm gonna ask him. So And you also mentioned uh uh the guys from um now the names are totally uh drawing a blank. The Leo from um some, some type type of, of pilots. Pilot. Yeah. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna ask them too, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: You That's know. a tough one.
1: Yeah. Well, you just ask, and if they're willing to do it, then the, the, we go for it. You know, if they're not, yeah. you know, I—I I mean, I know these guys. I know a whole ton of people. So, um, in fact, I know more people than I think I do. <sighs> oh yeah, I forgot about them. You could do that.
0: It's got to go through um, the Rolodex.
1: Yeah. So let's see what do we got here. Uh, oh, wow. Did Dave coach the New York Jets a few years ago? You know, I hate football, so no. <laughs> now, if you, now, now, if you would have said uh, hockey team, maybe I'd say yes. But um, I was a hockey guy growing up. Baseball and hockey. Mm. <clears throat> Played both of them. Do um, white Canada. Jason Hobbs says hi from McMurray, Alberta, Canada. I bet it's cold there.
0: Oh, man. That's got to be brutal. Um
1: Tips, uh, Stephen Witt, uh, uh, yeah, Witt, uh, I feel like every time I make a pedal board, it always looks messy. Yeah, I do too, actually, even though I do it professionally. (laughs) Uh, um, I'm always like getting anal retentive and trying to make them neater and neater and neater and neater and, uh, um, or, or Jamie, the, the guy that actually helps me do some of the stuff, uh, um, same with him. Um, Pete's was really neat. That was really neat. Yeah. Probably I mean, could was... have been neater, you know.
0: Really? Uh, I mean, at, at uh,
1: first... Yeah, yeah <laughs> it depends on who's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I probably do it ever so slightly neater than, than Jamie does it, but... Um, you know, after a while, though... See, here's the thing. About doing paying to have the board done there's there's a certain um we cost a good amount of dollars an hour right to do it and um the thing is is you want to get in and out with as little hours spent from us as possible to keep your 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 money down you know Mm -hmm. if we really pay extreme attention to getting it extremely neat the you know the, the 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 price shows for it if you you know if you want detail really detailed labeling boy that can take a a whole ton of time in itself you know so yeah you always have to remember that so i'm, I'm always kind of conscious of trying not to kill people with it you know and uh so there's there's kind of a fine line you have to go with neat and without going too far where it's going to scare them <laughs>
0: I'm just curious since you were talking about. I mean, if you don't want to discuss it, that's fine. But what is how what is something hours? like that? Yeah, what does something Pete, like that cost? Pete's board. Um, uh,
1: well, let me give you an idea. How many hours was spent on Pete's board? Mm-hmm. So Pete's board probably took. Uh, I don't uh, tend to remember the exact number. um, I think with all the extreme labeling that we did on his, uh, it kind of came in at like 26 hours. Wow. Something. I mean, that's starting from nothing, you know, and and you you build every cable. Mm -hmm. It's all cut to length and done. And, you know, sometimes labeling alone can take hours by itself, you know. But when all said and done, tested – and everything it was probably something around 26 hours or 28, yeah, somewhere around there. Hmm. But so, he, he had a lot of stuff actually on the, crammed on that board. And it was like, and also the tighter you make things, the harder it is for us to do the wiring um, and and make it all fit just right and tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, so, so to give you an idea, that's $80 an hour. There you go. So um, not cheap for that plus cabling and, and everything else. Um, not cheap, but not every board takes that a long time either. You know, like this, there's, there's plenty of boards that are, you know, like five pedal boards and they're, you know, four hours of time start to finish and, you know, six pedal oh, wow. boards and stuff. And, but then, you know, but when we do a board, you're taking, you know, you're taking the rubber off the bottom of the pedals. You're, you're cleaning the pe- bottom of the pedals off. Then you're applying dual lock Velcro to the bottom of the pedals. So even, you know, you're cleaning every pedal off and you're, and you're applying that and you're getting them all prepped and ready. And, you know, that all takes time. It, it, right. you know, And, you know, funny thing, most people that put their pedal boards together or put something together uh, in the end are like, I should have just had you do it because it took me like, you know, you quoted me eight hours, but it took me like 16 or 20 to finally get it all right. And then I well, had to go this, fix all the cables I made and,
0: and, and all that stuff. So, Well, this took me, I'm going to show you again, that took me to get that all set up and snaked and everything, um, I'd say about eight hours. Mm-hmm. And but landed. you already have
1: pre-made pre-made cables and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so now okay, so you had pre-made cables and all that stuff and you what did you use regular velcro? Yes. Yeah. So you can kind of slap that kind of stuff together quick, but it still took you 8 hours. You know, I could probably do it in 4. Right. Um but uh but again, we're making custom cables for everything, you know. Custom cut to length, custom ends, and you know, the whole different. We're not using, uh, you know, solderless stuff or anything like that. Which, by the way, if you're using solderless stuff, it will fail. It will fail. Just it'll fail, and you won't know what cable
0: it is. So so when, you say, when you say solderless what do you, what do you what do you mean like
1: George L cable with the solderless ends or, oh, or okay. some of the um, lava has some solderless there's a bunch of different companies that have solderless stuff generally speaking it will fail or it'll partially fail there'll be like a little buzz or something and it's really just a ground of one of the cables isn't quite great and 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 it will fail <laughs>
0: hmm. well uh, all my patch cables are lava cables yeah it's, it's, it's
1: okay. I mean, they're soldered
0: ones, all right. I assume. I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, that's cool. So that's here's good. one.
1: Here's one from Edge nineteen six three one. So is that like? Were you born in nineteen sixty three? But what's the one? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, why was the naked <laughs> discontinued? Naked didn't sell as well as the other amps, uh, so we I, we just stopped making it. That was early on, um, when we were you know doing everything in a quite small fashion. Um, uh, could it be brought back? Yes, it could. Um, could I do a custom one? Yes, I could. Um, so, so it's not totally
0: dead. Um. Holding 5150 says, since no other guests tonight, how about Mark play some riffs through the Friedman? Come on, Mark. (laughs) Um, You know, I would, but uh, unfortunately the sound from this Google Hangout thing is just horrible. It would not sound good. So – and just for that, I don't want to do it. But because um, I want, I want the amp to sound great. I would want, I would want to mic it up and really get a good sound. So maybe one one day during 2018, I'll figure out how to get it all set up, mic, and get a good sound, and we can do that one day. Um,
1: so Chris Ham asked uh, Dave, since the Class Five is no longer made, have you ever thought about making a Marshall style five watt amp? Um, yeah, I was toying. I was toying with that a little bit. the The, the problem is, the, the the five watt one watt is actually easier than five watts, um, believe it or not. Um, the Marshall style, like one watt power sections, were were pretty cool. They're push pull power section. You can't do a uh like kind of a single what's called a single ended one cuz it doesn't really sound good with this high gain kind of stuff. Um will I ever do something like that? I might. Um just
0: uh wait and see. Might. Those Marshall, those Marshall one waters sold Those are cool. Yeah, and they sold really well. I mean, yeah. Were, yeah, yeah,
1: We've been th- we I've been tossing that around, That you know, maybe maybe and then Brian Gregory says, uh, "No tequila and sushi tonight." No, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> look, look. On, on uh, Christmas Eve, I got a stomach flu, uh, which pretty much uh, I threw out my dinner and and then later threw it up. What I did eat, oh. and <laughs> and then it didn't go any prettier from there. And so did my wife.
0: Got no. it too. And Both I don't guys. know
1: what I don't know what it was. Was a little bug, but man, for taken to about now the end of the week to really feel sort of normal again Mm -hmm. um so yeah no no drinking that doesn't sound good at all right still
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um jim o'brien's got a question uh what does dave think about how the uad's version of the be 100 and dirty shirley came turned out
1: they turned out great we were totally involved with those so they, they were uh They were fantastic. It was great. You were totally involved or you weren't? Uh, Totally involved.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah.
1: They had schematics. They had amps. They had uh, everything. They were totally, we were totally involved with them. And and then I approved
0: them. So I think, I think they came out fantastic. Awesome. Um, Three score 10. Hey guys. Awesome. What a treat. Hey, I do have a question. What do you guys think about how the music in, in, instrument business is doing, like Carvin, Gibson, Guitar Center, et cetera? What are your thoughts? I have my thoughts. I'll let you go first, Dave.
1: Uh, biz- uh, how is it doing? It, it's not doing as well as it once did, that's for sure. Um, um It's... Uh, we don't see any effect of it. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing well. Um, but I think a lot of people aren't because of that. Um, and I really wish there'd be some cool new rock bands, you know, that would uh, kind of bring back uh, the guitar into the forefront a bit more. Um, well, there is hope. We got Greta Van Fleet, which is cool. Cool band uh, that that is actually doing quite well. Um, But um, until some more of that happens, I think it's going to be a slightly smaller industry than what it once was, but I think it was almost artificially inflated at one point, you know, where it was just, um, I think there's going to be less, you know, a smaller pie to go around. So, you know, the best companies are going to uh, be eating up most of that pie, you know, Mm -hmm. at least it's my thoughts on it. I mean, we're not seeing a downturn in sales.
0: We're, we're, we're only on the upswing for, for our own company. So, Mm -hmm. which is great. I mean, that's awesome. And yeah, Yeah, and
1: that's not really, I have a lot of friends that are, are not doing well, you know, so um, at all, like, uh, so I, I really appreciate everyone that supports us and you know buys our stuff. I really do, I and mean, we, we we try to stand behind everything and be right there for you guys too. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough industry right now. Uh, it is for sure. I've seen small boutique guys who are who are hurting, um, and the big chain stores are hurting. Um, I mean, I went into Guitar Center a week ago and it was ar- like before Christmas and it was dead, mm-hmm. you know, when they should be rocking and rolling with business. And uh, it was, you know, five guys standing around doing nothing. And, That's um, because, you know, kids are too busy playing with their phones. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's too hard it's, to learn an instrument. Uh,
0: and, and on top of that also my thought is that unfortunately, well, at least when it comes to retail – that the internet is just killing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're really going to buy something, almost anything these days, or at least, at least in my world, uh, it's just kind of a click and, and have it dropped and your Amazon drops it at your door the next day. Yeah. Uh, pretty, sometimes that fast. So, um, you know, or, or any of the, you know, like sweet waters or, mm-hmm. uh, any of the online retailers. I mean, you know, you have return policies and stuff and you get to try stuff in the, you know, privacy of your own
0: home. And I think that's, that's great. You know? Yeah. There's a lot, you know, and, and the customer service from these places are great too. Um, yeah. You know, but you walk into guitar center or some of these places and there's nobody to even help you. So I'm i I'm a bad bashing guitar center. I mean, there's local places too that are, you know, even just mom and pop shops that I wish customer service would come back. So I think, I think to some extent the internet is just killing retail and there's a lot of competition out there too. And there's, I mean, it's just crazy how many guitar manufacturers, amp manufacturers there are out there. And it just seems to be growing and growing and pedal manufacturers too. So um, it's tough. It's a tough business. And uh, I think you just have to put out the best product you can and hope for the best and really do, you know, do smart marketing and be cutting edge in, the, in your marketing and those types of things, which I think, you know, you guys, Friedman and boutique camps are, are on top of that stuff, you know, yeah, I social know. media and all of that stuff. I mean, that's the way you got to be. Um, Let's see. What else we got? Oh,
1: someone. Oh, uh, Diana Diego. Dave, what delays you do you use in your demos? Which demos exactly? All sorts of things over time, um, 2290s, uh, uh, SDE 3000s, uh, different pedals. I, it depends on what demos specifically you're talking about. Um, and let's see what else here. Oh, is the B Deluxe only at Sweetwater? Uh, well, it was only at Sweetwater. Well, it still is only at Sweetwater until the 1st. And then their exclusive for the US is off and it's over with. So then it will be at other retailers also. Uh, and in Europe, it's available at other retailers now. The problem is you're just sh- trying to ship enough of them. <laughs> so they'll get there eventually. But, you know, it's like Sweetwater bought a lot. And then we had a few other people that bought in Europe and stuff. So there's like a lot of them, a lot of them I've been testing.
0: Awesome. So that's good. that's good news. It's
1: probably um, in, in two months, it's probably been several hundred of them that have been made.
0: So wow. that's amazing. Um, so yeah, just caps constantly. That's all I'm testing. <laughs> that's great. That's great. A lot of demand. Um, I just want to uh, say hi to uh, Molly and uh, Craig guitar wannabe. Uh, those guys are in the chat too. Oh, hey, Molly. Hey, so, um, Luke Kramer has a question. Hey Dave, any hints for any new products that are gonna be at NAM? I know that you you didn't want to uh, give too much, too much away, but um,
1: hints on new products. Well I talked about the Metro D guitar already. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be at NAM. Also our classic uh, our classic S guitar, which is more of a, a pick guard style strat. Single coils and more of a vintage style bridge. Um, Well, obviously we know about the B fifty. That'll be at NAM.
0: Um, Well, the pickups. The
1: the, the pickups will be shown in NAM. Mm -hmm. Um, Will be. um, There are two different pedals that are going to be shown, but I'm not going to say what. Hmm. Um, No, I'm sorry, three pedals that are going to be shown um there's another uh, um monitor something in the monitor series that's going to be shown the full range monitor series that should be shown Hmm. um oh i don't know Hmm. all right cool that that covers a lot
0: of it (laughs) that's a lot of stuff yeah
1: yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. So um, what else we got here? We got, uh, oh, uh, Hermes Costa. You guys think that tube amps could be banned due to industry regulations on energy efficiency? What then? Vox is working on many tube amps. Have you heard of that? You know, it's... It, I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they're going to be banned anytime in the near future. Um, uh, I doubt it. So, that's all I really can sort of say about that. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. let's hope not. Yeah, a lot of bad sounding amplifiers. (laughs) Then.
0: Um, did I tell you that I um I went to go see a. Ozzy Osbourne tribute band. Oh no! Um, they were actually music. Were they good? Musically, it was pretty good. Um, but I-, I kept thinking to myself, "Man, the tone on this guitar is just—it's just not good." Now, Randy's <laughs> tone was just never really that great, anyway. Because I don't know, it was just very. It's debatable, but I I was never really... It
1: was an interesting tone.
0: Yeah, I wasn't really that thrilled with his tone. Um, The playing was amazing. But I was just like, okay. So I walked up to the stage to look at what the guy was playing through. And he was playing through um, two cube cube amps from um, The Boss. Or rolling cubes. Yeah. And I was like... Blues cubes? Yeah, no, not the blues cubes. They were like the... um, the other cube, the other cubes like the cube 60, yeah, whatever, like a cube 60 or something. Yeah. And I was like, going,
2: dude, <laughs> was
0: like, you want to talk about bad tone? That was bad, that was really bad, and it was wow. just so muffled. And I was just like, oh, dude, what are you thinking? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're in a Randy Rhodes
1: tribute band, which you're probably getting paid decent to to go do, so you should have something.
0: Yeah, I was expecting play a, you know, of
1: fifty-one fifty. You know, something cheap. Play of fifty-one fifty fifty watt or something. Yeah, you know, at least that'll 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 be a better.
0: Oh, it was so tone. bad. The tone was brutal. I was just yeah. I won't go see them again because of that. It was bad. Um. All right, so we got a question from Mark Hamstra. And I don't know the answer to this. So it says, Dave, BE100 to sure reactive load to power amp to 4x12, what would you use for power amp? Uh,
1: Okay, well, honestly, um, hmm. okay. So if you're going to do that, the sure reactive load mimics a, a, a greenback cabinet for a load. Um, might, if you're going to do loading down of an amp, it might not sound that great to do that with, depending on what power amp. If you use a two power amp, definitely it, it won't be that great. Um, it's sort of like you get double the impedance curve, sort of. Um, so it will seem bright, not quite right. Um, if you're going to do that kind of thing, you might want to consider... The um, either using what probably would be good is like an old H and A amp, or maybe insert an EQ between, so you can kind of tailor it a little bit. Um, old H and A amps are really flat amp, so that will actually kind of work with what we're talking about doing. Um, if you can't get that, I mean. Um, you can That's use a tube power amp, but um, you probably need to use a different load, uh, maybe the theryat uh, power load, the new power load, because he has a variable impedance curves with the two little uh, switches he has, and you can kind of tailor the top end response um, um, to better work with like a tube power amp. So there's my two cents. okay. Um, or, or you, like even I think John Surrey even said you can use you know put it put a graphic EQ in between and kind of tweak mm-hmm. down the top end a little bit and just dial it in so it's right with the power amp you're using. Um, let's here, see. here I got one here. Okay. Uh, oh, I got a couple actually. So, uh, uh Lazar's guitars uh, asked about um how how would you How would you compare the Dirty Shirley to a Marshall JTM-45 reissue? Well, uh, the DNA and the power section is very similar. Um, But, I mean, the Marshall JTM-45 has no master and no no gain. So you have to crank it to really get that kind of tone out of it. So it's kind of totally different on that point. Um, The Shirley will get that fat kind of tube um, rectified – jtm45 is sort of thing but it's got a gain and a master and you have control over what tone you're kind of going for with it so that's how that compares with that um and and the transformers are better than the reissue jtm45 transformers they're kind of more like vintage um vintage style and uh uh so and then someone else, Joe Eller asked uh, Dave, is Alice Allison Chains, black gives way to blue, a JJ amp. No, he didn't have any Friedman amps when he recorded that record. So uh no. That was a combination of all sorts of things. Uh old Laney's and Bogner's and oranges and all sorts of stuff layered together. Um so nope, sorry. Ladder records after that, the second next record had his amp on it. Uh, mixed with a few other amps. And I know they're working on another one now that he's using his stuff on. Um, Cheddar Kung Pao, Dave, do you recommend using IRs with the XLR out on the run? Uh, no, because the XLR out on the run is already cab emulated. So um, that would be kind of weird. Uh, you'd be better off at that point getting like a SIR reactive load or something and, uh, uh pumping that into there. Um, then doing it.
0: But you could, you, instead of using the XLR out, you could just use a load and then write and use a you load. Could,
1: you could, yeah. You, or, or you could actually, if you had a line, like a, uh, I know sir makes one, uh, I probably should make one too. Uh a sur line out box you could use off the amp. Hmm. Oh wait a minute. No. Um hang on, let me think about this for a second. If you took a sur line out box off the um not the use first jack on the runt, but the the second speaker jack. Uh you could feed the line-out box, which then in turn you could feed into your computer and then put an IR on in your computer. Don't use the use first jack because that disengages the load. If you use the other jack, the load is still active.
0: Oh, I didn't know. Little tip. That's something new. Did not know that.
1: Or, you know, maybe I should have put a, a cab SIM bypass switch on it, but, you know. Maybe down the road that'll happen.
0: Hmm. That's a.
1: That's Actually, very, I could modify one to have a caption bypass switch. You'd still have your actual R. Then that's an option too. I don't, hmm. Depends on where you're at.
0: Um, so, I got a question here. That. Yeah, Connect Live says Dave the fat switch on the BE50 is very subtle. Like I have to listen very carefully to be able to hear any difference. What does it do exactly? Does it add more lower end and gain to the preamp?
1: Yeah, it's in it's in the preamp, but it's not like the swi- the fat switch on the um, BE one hundred. It's uh, that was after the first gain stage of the BE channel. This is after the um, second gain stage. Uh, it's a it just adds a little fatness, not an overwhelming amount of base. I often felt the fat switch on the B 100 is, is too much. Um,
0: if you're using single coils, it's good.
1: It's cool with single coils, but like to use it like kind of with a humbucker or something, is almost it's almost too,
0: too much. much. It's too much. So, yeah. um, so the,
1: the fat switch is a little more subtle on the, on that, but it does add, it does add a, a thickness sort of to it. Not like an overwhelming amount of base, but a thickness, but you do have the thump knob if you want to add even more bass. So,
0: okay. Um, then we have a question from 50 Flipside Does Dave have an opinion on eminence speakers like Swamp Fang, Patriot, etc.? Uh,
1: you know what? I haven't really used them very much, although, you know, I've heard really nice results from uh, uh, Sean Tubbs is using uh, uh, a certain um eminent speaker in his cabinets when he does his videos and uh and I thought that sounded really good. I don't know if it was the C C12 or something or you s- have to ask him. Is he here tonight? No, it doesn't look like he's here. No, I haven't seen him. Um he told me <laughs> cuz it sounded really good. Yeah. So uh uh but but in general in the past I haven't loved uh, eminent speakers that much they they have a quality to them I don't generally care for. But let's just say that I haven't, like, tried a lot of the newer ones. So so I, I, don't, know. I, I don't really have a point to really because I'm already getting what I need from Celestion, and they're doing our own speaker, too. So,
0: Oh, yeah. What, what's the deal on that? Is that going to be at Did you yeah. say that? That would be at too.
1: Oh, yeah. That's there good. should be a finished, labeled one at NAM. Finally, and then they'll finally
0: come out really shortly after NAM. So good, very cool. Yeah. Uh, David John Peckinpah, looking to recap a vintage Marshall and a Fender. I have um, and wonder what Dave thinks the best caps are for each.
1: Can you say that again? Because I, I got distracted when I was reading something else. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure.
0: Looking to recap a vintage Marshall and a Fender, and he wants to know what you think are the best caps. To the recap. filter
1: caps, I assume you're talking about. Um, probably F&T caps would be your best choice for both. Uh, F&T, if it's a Marshall with can caps, F&T can caps. And if it's uh, the Fender, probably your best choice is F&T. Um,
0: axial caps for
1: an old Fender.
0: Okay. Um, Brett asked, do you have a favorite speaker? Uh, our new one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I, I like a variety of Celestians. Uh, I like, you know, well-broken and finished 30s. I like um, I like I uh, like uh, you know greenbacks again pretty well broken in if they're new mm-hmm. um, like really well broken in. Um, the um, the ones I have in the main cabinet I have here that I've used for years are, are like from the mid 90s uh, or early 90s actually uh, reissue greenbacks that existed then. They're slightly different than the ones later. Um, those are really cool. Um, I mean, creambacks are cool. Uh, the H, I, I think I like the H. Well, I like the M too. I like them both, H and the M creamback. Um, the G twelve H anniversary speaker, G twelve H thirty anniversary speaker that Cameron used to use were, were really pretty cool speakers for some stuff. So a lot of stuff, just generally not 75-watt Celestians.
2: <laughs>
1: Although I've heard those even sound good with certain amps. So um, I got some more here. I got a bunch here. So um, okay. let's see if I can knock out some of these. Uh, Katachi. I'm in for an amp around $1,500. So the Pink Taco... Or the Runt 20? Can you tell me the difference? Um, play Hard Rock, Van Halen, ACDC. Um, and keep the gain low as possible and loud. Well, uh, okay, the Pink Taco is a little uh, squishier feeling of an amp, a little softer feeling. Uh, and it's a darker amp than the Runt 20 the Run 20 is more percussive and brighter of an amp. Um, I would probably say for what you're saying you like to play, maybe the Run 20. Hmm. Yeah, You could go either way, but when you say Van Halen, it's brighter. So I think the Run 20 might be a little more percussive and a little bit more of what you would want out of it. Um, The funny thing is I can also make a Run 20 to be a little darker like the pink taco, if need be. I remember I was talking to someone about that recently. So it depends on what you like. Um, both are cool amps. The The power sections are a little different. Uh, the, the run 20 power section is a little more like the bigger amps, and the run 20 power section is no negative feedback, and it's a little different feeling of a power section. So that answers that one. Um, yeah. Uh, someone asked, uh, Dave and Mark, Happy Holidays. Question for Dave, getting the Friedman pedal board and the power that comes with it. Enough for the H9. Yes, as shown on Mark's board. Uh, mm-hmm. It is. Just use the appropriate blue cable, blue-ended cable. Uh, yes, I got a haircut. Uh, that's old news, though. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually getting long already, so... <laughs>
0: It <laughs> might be um, time for a new one.
1: Uh, I got one. Oh, load box here. Uh, Chris ha- uh, Hay and okay. Ham. Uh, I think the IR sound great with digital amp sim. I don't really dig the tone still. I don't know about that, man. I, you know what? To be honest... Uh, an IR compared to a mic, if it's done properly and 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 you're really comparing a, a similar thing, or if you've made your own IR of the cabinet that you're comparing it to that's mic'd up, which is really what you have to do, can be so close. To, I mean, in a blind test, you're going to be really hard to tell the difference. Now, the process that like UA is doing, like I was talking about earlier with the, with the um, Oxbox um, is probably even closer because it takes into consideration that, you know, cone cry and how hard, you know, you're, um, you know, how hard you're um, pushing the speaker. So that all kind of come into play too. And IR is a static shot of a cabinet, that's why I say, like, if you make your own IR of your cabinet with your amp, you know, at a certain at a certain volume level, and and you and you've you're compa- that way, you're kind of comparing like apples to orange, you know, apples to apples. Then if you're using someone else's total cabinet and total different IR, well, it's different than your cabinet anyway. So it's not this. How are you comparing it? And and Pete Thorne's done the same thing. He's done. We've done. We've done shootouts and stuff where we're like. Scratching our head going, I don't know. Maybe the IR is better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Well, Mark, you got one? Yeah.
0: Matthew Harrison. Now, you may not be able to answer this or give a name, but he says, who has been your most challenging client that you've created a rig for, and how did you satisfy their requests?
1: Hmm. The most challenging client. That's it. That's it. Um, you know,
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, they've all, they've all had their little challenges over time. I'm just trying to think that the, the, what was the most, um, I mean, there were certain clients that were picky about certain things and wanted it done a certain way. Um, you know, like like Van Halen was had a certain way he wanted things done, and I kind of understood what that was and was able to accomplish what what he wanted in the rig. Um, uh, Steve Stevens was always a, a kind of a pleasure because he he could actually really tell you what he was looking for and tell you what was wrong with what he had. So he knows it from the technical side a little bit. So um, he could really, uh, uh, he was always a great ear guy. You know, like if if he liked it, it's like, okay, there we go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. He hears things sometimes
0: that humans don't normal humans.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Now when, with Ed, when you started working with him, how did that come about? Because you, I know you met him when you were at I
1: Andy knew, Bre- I, I knew, uh, I used to work with Matt Bruck, um when he did uh, cartage for Andy Brower Studio Rentals back in the, way back when I worked for Andy Brower Studio Rentals. So, um, I knew him from way back then when he first got that job. So I was friends with Matt for, for years.
0: But Ed had, you know, previous rigs before you got involved with him, he had used like Bradshaw and stuff like that. Right. Or- Bradshaw.
1: Yeah. And, uh, um, and his tax tech studio tax a couple times and some different things. But finally that last Sammy tour in 2000 and I don't even remember. 2004. This ver- ver- 2004, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they came to me to, to, you know,
0: talk about putting a rig together. Gotcha. Was um, that the first wet-dry-wet um, wet rig that he was doing? Or no, was he... no, no. He was doing that way before that.
1: Okay. He was doing that back. Wet-dry-wet uh, wet was, uh, uh, yeah, for... Um, no, not balance for, um, I don't think balance. No, I think, I think the, f- the first real wet, dry, wet thing was, um, for the, the fuck album mm. tour, right? For right. The PVs that were really three cabinet kind of deals before that it was more of a stereo setup he maybe using, Mm-hmm. Okay. Where you'd load down the amps in, in through the effects and then out through a stereo power amp.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see if there's any other questions. Uh, we see Walker 67 says, got my Freeman 212 today.
1: Cool. Cool. Great. I got
0: one here.
1: Um, uh con- connect connect live i think um hi day uh, yeah i need the screen to be bigger <laughs> 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 or i need the print on the chat to be bigger or any glasses one
0: glasses i was going to say you need
1: glasses. uh uh well it doesn't help that uh, one of my eye i i have eye allergies and one eye um in particular is worse um, and this was, it's kind of acting up. So it's like, then you're, you're blurry because of that. Um, my B 50 Deluxe uh, went on standby. When turning it off, I hear a weird sound like tube glass or something stretching or something. Yeah, that's the, uh, the EH-EEL 34s make that sound. Not to be alarmed, it's totally normal. I don't know if it's like the metal inside, it just kind of, it sounds like it's stretching or <laughs> When you turn it on and when you turn it off, both. Hmm. So don't worry about it. It's fine.
0: Um, so we got a question. Um, what gauge speaker wire do you use in your cabinets?
1: You're using, um,
0: uh, I want to say
1: 10 gauge. Might be 12 gauge been so long since i actually did it myself i spec'd it out Mm -hmm. i think it's 12 cage Could be 10 it's some thick stuff
0: yeah and it works well so um jason boone asked live broadcast from nam we'll try we will try um at the very least i will get video from from Nam and try to upload it maybe from the hotel, but I'm not sure if they're going to have good good uh, Wi-Fi and stuff there. Yeah, so, so. Chance,
1: chances are um, chances are probably not. So um, we'll we'll see how that goes,
0: but uh, know, know, may, you know,
1: maybe well, we can try.
0: <laughs> yeah we'll do our best and if not i mean we'll get i'll definitely get video of nam and of the booth and you know us together and stuff like that so we'll, we'll do the best we can um let's see uh could you have dave compare and contrast the small box and the be50 deluxe i think we, we already did that kind of right
1: I've done it before. I mean, I can do it really quick. Uh, Basically, uh, the the small box is a a simpler amplifier, um, less features, obviously. You have the Plexi channel, which you don't have on the BE50. On the BE50, you have, you know, like the Bucks and Betty clean channel, which is super clean channel. As far as the BE channels go on each of the amps, you can dial them in to be very similar. Um, But then again, you also have the HBE channel. And a Satch switch and, and some other features on the uh, uh, the B50. So that's a, that's a quick quick run through. So if you like a simple amp and you want that plexi channel, then get the
0: small box. So both are cool amps. Okay. Um, Christo Alice remains A U S or Aus. Maybe that's for Australia. Uh, hey, guys, will Freeman Guitars be bringing out a humbucker, humbucker, vintage tea relic with a Floyd Rose at all? That's a we,
1: uh, Wait, hold on a minute.
0: Uh, oh, Dave had to go somewhere. Um so <laughs> there's music playing what's that music playing i don't know what that is but uh hopefully it will go off soon so um while we're waiting for dave to come back i know that um Roger Bale had a question. Dave, are your tube supplier's troubles all resolved? Great show, guys. Thanks. Um, no, I don't think his tube supplier troubles are all resolved, but I do know that he changed suppliers. At least for EL30. So. Hey. Hey, I got music. Yeah, what's that, what was that music? I don't know. Why did it do that? I don't know when you got up and the music it was started. Playing, playing out of
1: iTunes. <laughs> it was the pause, everyone. It was the interlude. I meant to do that. <laughs> right here. You mean this? Oh, that's sweet. Floyd Rose, vintage T. Super aged, this one.
0: Yeah, nice. And the humbucker humbucker.
1: Uh humbucker P90 in this one, but yeah, you can do humbucker.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Humbucker P90. That's so even better. we already
1: we already do it.
0: I like you that. Can, you um, can order it that way. That's sweet. <clears throat> yeah. um, the other question that we had from Roger Beal, he wanted to know, are your tube supplier troubles resolved? And I said that you switched tube suppliers for EL34s. Yes, we seem to be good. Okay.
1: Um, so far, so good. Actually, I, I did find one bad one. But, yeah, it's doing pretty good so far.
0: <laughs> uh, good. That's good to hear. Scott Miller, he, love me
1: one one failure in the field. So,
0: Oh. Well, that's
1: and, and for as many as we're shipping now, it's pretty good.
0: So. That is good. Uh, love the show, guys. I'm out shoveling the snow in my driveway with my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cold. I can feel the cold. Yeah, man. Uh, get inside. Warm up. Uh, Mark, my son likes the amps and the shield. Oh, cool. So does mine. <laughs> Um, so we got
1: uh uh chlorine again uh said uh, any opinions on well he he did krs amps but ksr amps uh yeah kyle kyle's a good guy uh he makes a cool amp um in fact uh, i I, and kyle if somehow you hear about this i'm going to ask you to be on the show
0: (laughs) yeah come on (laughs) so
1: uh so yeah there you go um And then, uh, yeah, someone else, Luke Kramer, talked about, oh, man, I'd like to try a KSR Gemini. Yeah, those are cool amps. By the way, before we – David Kerr says here, Dave Black, the best of Detroit players. (laughs) Nice. So, Dave, if you're listening like you said you were going to, there's some love love for you here. There you go. And he
0: likes to be called David. So, David Black. David Black. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, you were talking about the line out box. Yeah. So sir makes a line out box. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that because, uh, the line out box that I got so I could use, so I could do the wet dry wet Mm -hmm. for this. I got David Bray box. Oh, okay. I could have made you one too. I know. Well, you're busy, man. (laughs) 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 You're busy. So it was, you know, I got that thing shipped out in like two days, so it was no big deal. I, you know, it was like fifty bucks, so I didn't want to bother you for it. Um, Someone, uh, uh,
1: uh, Omar Mary, Omar Mary, uh, I, don't know, I don't know who learned for who, John Sir or Dave F. Well, you know, John was doing it before me, so I would say maybe I learned something from him, but probably most stuff from Bruce Eggnater.
0: Hmm. Ice Coffee uh, Tones, does Dave sell a pedal board switcher pedal for optional running in front of or in the loop of an amp?
1: What are you asking exactly? Do I, do I sell
0: uh, a, switcher, a switcher pedal for optional running in front of or in the loop of an amp? Not sure. Oh,
1: I think I know what he's talking about. So like a, a basically a, a pedal that um, – so it, uh, there's some people out there who do a pedal for the side of a pedal board. For, so they can um, – you can make the pedal switch basically so you can use um, your post chain in front of the amp. Um, I can make custom things like that. But, uh, you know, honestly, you, you, with the buffer bay – uh, all you do is insert a little patch cable, and, and you're good to go. You just insert from out of your front end chain, insert to the end of the back end chain, and then come out the back end chain to the front of your amp, and you're good to go. So you don't really have to. And often little switches and things on, like, a little box with a little tiny switch on it are, tend to get broken and uh, sometimes normaling of jacks also that you can do it that way. They tend to stop working. <laughs> so it's almost better with the patch cable, to be honest. Hmm. And um,
0: super easy. Here's a good tip for people who are watching the show on playback. And you say you see the show and it's three yeah. hours long. And you're like, man, how am I going to listen to this thing for three hours? You have the option, and Christian Utter put this as well, you can speed up the playback. So if you want, you could put us at 1.5 speed, and we don't actually sound like chipmunks at that speed. Um, and you can actually get through it pretty, you know, pretty good. If you put it on two times speed, then we start sounding like chipmunks. Um, but if you like chipmunks, it's okay. Yeah, if you like that, but it, but you can get through it twice as fast. So so it's and it, it actually really helps. The brain can still comprehend what everything that's being said. So it's pretty wild. If you want to do that, um, Craig Lavender said, Dave, you don't get it. We love this stuff. It's better than a vacation for some of us.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah,
1: Corey. Uh, okay, go ahead. No, I I don't really have something. I'm just reading. i sorry.
0: Oh, Corey Clark says, just to clear the air, the LPD pedals are just another Plexi-style pedal, not a clone of the DS or BE as far as I've ever heard. Okay. Yep, that's fine. Um, I just know what I read, which, when I have that thing up, the first um, comp- ooh, Lionel Hernandez. Uh,
1: Dave, my power grid is stripped threads. Not sure how that happened. Strip threads in the screws that go into the pedal board. Is that what you're saying? Hmm.
2: Uh,
1: that's a good question. I've never heard of that either. Uh, how can I fix it? Um, email me, FriedmanApps at gmail dot com, and we'll 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 figure out uh, if we can get an RA for it, or swap you out, or or do something. Might have a spare top laying around actually that I could probably send. Um, that would that would be good. So. Unless
0: somebody got the wrong screws. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting.
2: Um,
0: I know the buffer bay that I got. The screws were in it already, uh-huh. but the uh, the power grid the screws were not were not in it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So which is really
1: kind of perplexing. Then why? Uh, it was stripped out because they don't even come in it. But maybe there was – I'm
0: not sure. But just email me. We'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick Behar, Dave, why do Friedman, Cali, and many other Superstrat guitar builders not put a tone knob on their guitars?
1: Uh, well, I, you know, I was going – with the Cali, we were kind of going for the old, um, the old Charvel thing, the history with Grover, you know. Uh, you can order it with a tone knob if you like. Um, it can be done. Um, uh, I don't use a tone knob personally, um, yeah, uh, and a lot of, and a lot of the guys that were doing that kind of rock, um, you know, hard rock kind of stuff don't use tone knobs generally. So I think that's why they wanted up wound up without tone knobs. Uh, you know, and you know, Van Halen's guitar have a tone knob, but he doesn't use it, and it's disconnected. You know, uh, I think it was just put there because of Fender wanted it there. Um, but you can get it; you can get whatever you want. It's no problem. You know, we can do it. We have um. a tone knob on the Vintage S guitar, and we have tone knobs on the Vintage T guitar. So, just not the Hot Rod one.
0: We got one question here. With two heads, can you run the loop send from one amp and return to the other? Sure. What would that do for you? Are you saying do you want to run something, put something
1: in stereo with the two amps?
0: That's right. I, I think so. Or are
1: you just saying you, if you want to do that, you can totally do that. You just take the other stereo output of the other thing and go to the just the return of the other amp, and it's just the power amp. Mm. yep sure if that's what you're saying if not clarify <laughs> um funny i'm just reading all through all the people commenting on all the different concerts and stuff over time
0: oh i'm not even i'm not even there yet um the, chat, the chat's so weird yeah um, like
1: it, it doesn't go in order or something sometimes i don't think
0: yeah like all of a sudden i'll just jump and i'm like where was i um Let's see. Let's see. What time we got? It's eleven thirty. Why don't we go like another fifteen minutes? Is that good for you? Well, let's see if we can get
1: through some of this stuff. So, um, right. where can we buy a t-shirt? Uh, stay tuned. Watch our Facebook and stuff. Um. No, well, there's the frustrating clients one. <sighs> um. Do Synergy modules in a pedal form? Um, Mike Allen, can we uh, expect, I think is what you meant. Synergy modules in a pedal form. Um, Good question. Not at this moment, but uh, I guess the possibility might exist. I'm just kind of thinking about that now and interesting thoughts um but uh, we'll we'll see on that one stay tuned okay.
0: um christian utter what did dave do before Friedman amps before freedman
1: well i've been building guitar rigs since 1990 so, uh, I guess I've been putting rigs together for touring professionals since that time frame. Um, but the, the time frame exactly is I was 18 years old. I went to work for Andy Brower Studio Rentals doing cartage, um, which is hauling studio musicians around to sessions essentially and setting up their rigs. Uh, During the time there, I got uh, uh, kind of introduced to rig building. And then eventually there was a guy that was doing it for them that left. And I started, I was like, I can do this. And I started taking over that part of it. And then later, went to work for a company called Making Music, which was at the time a partner of Andy Brower. And um, that was up until maybe 93, and then, after that, I was on my own and doing rigs full-time. So um, But I saw all the development. Uh, I was there the day Wagner walked into the door. Reinold Bogner walked into the door from Germany for the first time. I saw the development of, of all the early um, Fryette or VHT at the time equipment. I was around when Mike Soldano had his shop on Melrose uh, in in Hollywood, um, you know, in 1988, and yeah. um, I got to know him then. Um, you know, I saw all the development of you know the B- Bogner product line, the the, the the you know all the Egner product line. I was involved with. Um, I was partners with Bruce at the time. Um, so, you know, all the, all the guitars too, like, you know, the Tom Anderson guitars and the Don Grosh guitars and, and, uh, you know, I had a lot to do with early Don Grosh guitars when he was first getting started, when he left Valley
0: Arts guitar. Um, speaking of Tom Anderson, I called, I called him by the way. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I left, I left the message to see if he wanted to come on the show. haven't heard back, hmm. but it's the holiday time. So I'll try back. Yeah. I'll, I'll see him. I'll see him at Nam. you know? Yeah. yeah
1: he great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. So that's the kind of storyline in my background,
0: a, a real quick abridged version. <laughs> cool. Um, a lot of great stuff. Uh, so Gonzalo Cordova says, being an active uh, gigging artist, what do I have to do to become an, an a endorsed Friedman Amps artist?
1: Uh, uh, send me an email and um, uh, let me know what you're doing and what's going on with you, and we'll go from there.
0: There you go. Um, Which of your amps is closest to a JCM-800? I don't know. Did we answer that before? Uh, which of my amps was the JCM-800? Which closest it's, to? It's closest to a JCM-800.
1: Maybe the... Hmm. Part, part of me wants to say that the X-amp because uh, it's uh, simple but I, I don't know if that's totally correct. Um, there's modes on a BE100, uh, like in the lower gain modes on the, the structure switch that you, you can get closer to an 800 sort of thing. Uh, I mean, there's even like elements on a Dirty Shirley that's a little more like an 800. Um, it just depends on nothing directly in 800, not exactly close, yes. Um, So that okay. answers that. So I got one from Ripley, Dave, Nick Johnson's tone using the Friedman line seems atypical. Is there anyone using a B E or D S in different ways or styles other than typically associated? Um, well, I'm sure there is, I don't know every, what everyone's doing with them. Uh, I mean, Nick, Nick's tone came from, you know, his, um, he's a fantastic player and he, he uh, his tone came from his, uh, his hands, you know, and 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 the the single coil pickups that he uses in his particular Schecter guitars, I think, sound kind of unique. Um, uh, whatever the single coils are in a Schecter guitar, I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, they're kind of a little hard sounding, but it kind of creates an interesting sort of tone. And then uh, Cheddar uh, Cheddar King Pow, yeah, Nick, he saw Nick Johnson oh, uh, you know, he said Nick Johnson's using Friedman. Nick Johnson was using Friedman. He has a BE one hundred, and he has a Bucks and Betty. And, um, well, frankly, he wanted a, a larger company that was sort of willing to support him. Um with more clinics and different things like that than we were willing to do just to put it plain and simple. Mm. Um, he also wanted us to do a, a signature amp with him and, and I mean, uh, I mean, Nick's a phenomenal player, but I'm not exactly sure he necessarily warrants a signature amp. Um, he didn't get a signature amp with Mesa. He's using the the crown, whatever, whatever that one is, the crown, the, the newer one. Um, but, uh, you know, I wish him all the well. It's great. There's no no hard feelings or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Kramer has a question here. I don't know. Um did you know the most recent periphery record was recorded with the Friedman BE model on the Axe-Fx? I was pleasantly surprised to hear it. I believe that because pretty much most
1: everyone that uses an Axe-Fx uses the, the Friedman models in it. Oh really? If it's a heavy guitar tone, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty like normal. Yeah. So um yeah, I knew that. He's also got a Friedman BE100. Um, uh, but then he has a lot of stuff. So, mm.
0: uh, Andy, 17 KC, have you guys tried 55 HZ or 55 HC greenback speakers?
1: Yeah, but they, they don't make new ones like that. Uh, well, hmm. well, let me take that back. They make some heritage ones that are like that. Old 55 hertz greenbacks, vintage ones are fantastic. In fact, I like them better than 75 hertz. I think they're really cool sounding. Um, I I got one. I'm trying to figure out what he's saying. Um, Wait, where'd it go? (laughs) How much VOC are in your plastic used for amp housings? I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. In plastic used for amp housings. Michael Collins. If if you're still listening, uh, can you clarify that question a little more? Um, Oh, yeah. And and then then Ripley underneath, or T. Crane. T. Crane said Nick Johnson's using the Mesa Triple Crown now. Yeah, that's the one. That's the name I was looking for.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is timely. Also what we were talking about earlier, Eric Davies asked for Dave current George Lynch relationship. Could you share a cool or positive story?
1: He was here today. He has a story, but I'm not going to tell it. (laughs) (laughs) I told Mark, but you're not going to get that out of me. No, I'm not saying a word. George is going to, George has agreed to come on the show. So he's going to be on the show. So you can ask him um so you can you can ask him all sorts of stuff he's got some good stories it's,
0: it's good so yep, um, man, you guys are you guys are he was here
1: today I, I was servicing a bunch of old uh uh his plexi amps and an old park amp and some stuff He's like totally down this path of vintage marshals again which is cool
0: good he's got a ton um, of amps yeah he does
1: uh, I'm trying to figure out something here in the chat. Someone fill me in. or Am I missing something? Or is it just it get out of order here? Someone said, why the Pete Thorne hate? I, am I?
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to talk to you about that afterward. We had to delete a few people because there were some uh, negative comments
1: being made. Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Um... Um,
1: Pete's a great dude, man. Leave him alone.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't get I don't get that. Don't don't be talking about P Thorne and on our yeah. show. That's for sure. You you won't last very long here. Um A bigoted jerk. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear this story. I didn't see that. Yeah. I, yeah, they had to be deleted. RMG four seven one says, Can you ask Dave if he has ever met or worked with Steve Carr? I've heard really great things about his amps lately, and he seems very knowledgeable, very different market than Dave's amps.
1: Yeah, totally different market. I mean, he makes some nice nice amps. Um, I haven't really played. I, I've heard a few of them sound really cool. I haven't really personally played any of them. Uh, but, they, but they're but they pretty cool looking, and I think uh, I've seen the insides of some that he's shown in NAMM shows and stuff before, and they, they look really cool. So, yeah. Um, Man, I'd, lo- I'd love to actually hear one. Actually, and, like really play one. Actually, <laughs> that's hard to do though. I mean, unless you send it here into my shop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, someone says Walmart Metal Dad is saying I seen Walmart selling the Run Twenty online. Well, not exactly. The 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 it's if you look, it's actually from another retailer. It's just it's on their shopping portal, sort of not Hmm. actually from walmart um it's like it's it's like you know how like on sears website some of the products come from not just sears stores that comes from other stores now and 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 several websites are like that it's kind of just like a shopping portal so to speak but they don't get a cut do they i don't know what walmart gets of that i have no no idea whatsoever Hmm. weird I mean, they might get a cut, but it must be from the retailer that's, that's
0: putting it through them. Right, right, right. Maybe it's like that advertising. They get the fee for pushing it for them. Um, Corey Clark says, I just watched the premier guitar rig uh, video for Animals as leaders, and Tosin Abbasi is using the B-E-O-D into a Morgan for his distorted sound now. It actually sounded fantastic.
1: Uh, correct. He's. I think he's got two of them on his board, doesn't he? I think I saw that. Uh, yeah, Tosin loves it. It's. 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 That's his dirty tone.
0: That's awesome. Um, Row camp fifty six. Dave, ever thought of just making a power amp?
1: I don't. Yeah, but like a rack mount power amp? Are you talking? Um, I, I. I don't think there's a market for it. Um. Sure. Have I thought about it? Yes, but um, I think the market ended for that like years ago, and I don't really, I don't really see the the, the market. So,
0: okay. Uh, what brand of twelve AX sevens do you use in your amps, Dave? John Parsons asks.
1: Uh,
0: JJ in the
1: very first slots for the low microphonics that they offer, not necessarily the absolute best sounding. Um, they sound good, but in big production, you have to kind of go with what works the best. Um, and uh, and Chinese 12AX7s in the rest of the amp, which are really probably the best 12AX7s made today, but they are not low-microphonic, so they can't be used in the first slots.
0: If you were to replace the uh, the JJ um, with, something, with something else that I like better... yeah. Uh,
1: you could try the, the tongue sole um, in the first slots of my amps. Those sound really good. Um,
0: I've got a few tongue the, soles. The, uh, the, um,
1: if, they're, if they're behaving themselves in microphonics. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Mullard CV4000 or 4001 or whatever it is. Um, that, that tube sounds kind of cool in the first slots. Also, um, uh, you can also use uh, – you can get some uh, like Ruby-branded Chinese ones that the HG Plus uh, – I don't recall the rest – HC5 HG Plus or something um, that is a Chinese tube that is made for lower noise Um but it's still somewhat of a crapshoot. Uh, but those actually sound good um, in those slots. Um, you can try a bunch of stuff. I mean, if you can live with a little bit of the microphonics as long as it doesn't feed back on itself, that that that's okay too. Mm. You know, just eventually microphonics will eventually get where
0: the tube just feeds back on its own
1: and makes a noise, and that's what that's what you don't
0: want to get to. So basically, you're just going to start getting squealing. Noise basically. Yeah, it's like it's feeding back, but okay. you're not playing through it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Not good.
1: Uh yeah. yeah, that that's when it's extremely microphonic. If it's a little microphonic, like if you tap on the app and it pings a little bit, it's not it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean it, it will actually go as far any further even. Um
0: so you can get away with some stuff, you know. Okay. Um Three score ten, bring George Metropolis back to do another show. Sure. Yeah. Love to have, love to have George back. <clears throat> um, Joe Hall, awesome show, guys. Dave, what is the difference in tone between EL34s and 6550s?
1: Uh, EL34s are kind of a softer sounding tube um, uh, with kind of a more mid-range based sort of tone. 6550 is kind of a bigger, harder toned tube, uh, bigger sounding sort of, um, sometimes too stiff, but also depends on what specific brand of 6550 that we're talking about. Uh, I know Ruby has one certain Chinese 6550 that sounds really good in guitar amps
0: um, that I kind of like. So there you
1: go.
2: All
0: right. Um. Let's see. Uh, going to add a. Bu- this is Jonathan DiCarlo Carlo. Going to add a bucks boost to my pedal board. Have a PT twenty and thinking about adding a Synergy model to expand the rig. Any recommendations? What On say? what
1: Synergy module to expand? With what amp? PT twenty. Well, I don't know. It. What do you want? Uh, yeah. Do you want a clean just... channel? Do you want a, a semi-broken-up channel? Do you want a Voxy-sounding thing? Um, it depends on what you want.
0: Yeah. Yep, I'm getting three of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the AC Morgan one for a Voxy-sounding thing sounds great. The, uh, you know, the, the different Fender ones, if you want to need a clean channel, sound cool. Mm-hmm. The... um. How's the diesel one? Uh, the diesel one's cool. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like super high gain. It's super high gain, really thick. Uh, What the sound diesel's known for? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, which is is a very thick tone. You know, often people think that those are kind of like metal amps, and I, I never quite, I never quite see them as metal amps. I think of them as really big, thick, fat power cord amps, but not, like, quick. They're not quick. They're a little sluggish if, in, 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 in nature. But, with, like, big, fat power cords, like, in the back of a track or something, they sound, they sound
0: huge. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Eric Davies, why, why, why is the original 5150s crunch button not foot switchable? can the button amp be modded and have you done that or, or use that mod in the past?
1: Mm, I don't mod them at all. Um, I've seen other people mod them, um, but it jumps in level. So you, you need like another master kind of tied into it. Way too hard to mod those original amps like that. The PVs, there's not a lot of room or space to do anything.
0: Um, Let's see, uh, date. Uh, well, you already said that you're not going to be giving the heat. <laughs> Sean Sinclair any hints on the new pedals you're releasing. No. Uh,
1: oh God, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Um,
0: it jumped around again, so now I'm lost. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Ice coffee tones. Uh, Johan Sedgborn for live stream European vacation. Um, that guy's great. Uh, you ever hear of that guy? Which guy? Johan Sedgborn. He has a YouTube channel? No, I don't think so. I don't think, oh, maybe, but. He does some really cool. I'll send you a, a video of his. He does some cool YouTube videos. Here's one from
1: Vintage 30 Dave, have you ever experimented with any of the Fane speakers? Uh, uh, yes, actually Stevie Fryett, uh showed me, uh, the newer Fane speakers. I like think the F70, uh, it's a fantastic sounding speaker. It's really, really great. Uh, maybe a little on the expensive side, but re- really cool sounding speaker. I liked it a lot, actually. I highly recommend those. Excellent. Um... Cool. Let's see. Uh, what is Mark Cameron doing these days? From Mister Black, um, I really don't know. I haven't really talked to Mark for a very long time, so um, I don't. I think he's up somewhere in Northern California area
0: now, um, from what I heard. Hmm. Uh, uh, Jay Bimler. Any tips for a Marshall two oh six one X running BEOD and dirty Shirley pe- dirty Shirley pedals? Sounds great and covers a lot of tones. Thanks, Dave. No recommendations, really. It just if it sounds great, then you're good, right? Yeah, I mean that's a cool. That's a cool. it's <laughs> a cool amp. I, I used to have the the two oh six one. Um, it's a nice twenty watt amp. Uh, crank it, get ACDC all day. Yeah.
1: Chad Allen says, best selling Friedman amp. Um, well, handwired series or PC board? Do I eliminate the PC board amps? If I eliminate the PC board amps, probably the BE100. Uh, if I include PC board amps, the PC board amps sell more than anything. Um, and then the, the Dirty Shirley and the Small Box are like kind of tied depending on what quarter we're talking. So um some quarters one is higher than the other, you know. So um so that's that and uh, BE50 is selling really well, so um that will probably take over the lead um in the sales, at least judging from what the response has been so far.
0: Okay. Craig guitar wannabe Dave. I'm retubing my fifty-one fifty-two. What tubes do you recommend? I have a new set of groove tubes, maybe those. A new set of groove tubes for a 5152
1: head. Oh, um, 5152 heads. I like, um, well, maybe groove tubes. Depends on what tubes they are. Um, there could be lots of stuff with groove tubes. Personally, in a 5150, uh, the PV 5150 or 5152, I actually like JJ tubes all across the whole thing. Um, JJ uh, 6L6s and JJ um, 12AX7s, all, all of them. Um, I think in that amp, it really works. And also biasing
0: them properly
1: in that amp, which you have to kind of mod to do.
0: Um, rocam 56 Dave, is there a main distributor in Canada for your products?
1: not a main distributor we sell uh, direct we don't have distributors per se so we sell direct to stores and and things there Um, guitar effects Canada is one of the stores Um, um, I don't go go on our website we have a a store locator so you can find out um, where the stuff is located Mm Uh, Here's one. uh, Aaron Cram is a Friedman small box. The best bet for Jimmy Page tone in the Friedman line. Hmm. Um. Maybe, maybe on the plexi channel. Um, But then again, the journey surely might do some of that also, depending on how you dial it in. So. And then Vinny the Lens says you just got one of the special run Friedman Cali Green Meanies. Uh, amazing best guitar I've ever owned. Well, cool. It's good to see someone got one of those. That's great. You know, the funny thing is when, when you first when you first look at it, you're like, oh my god, that's horrible, <laughs> because you get the pink pickup and the, and the <laughs> white and and you know, and the green and and then as you sit there and stare at it for a while, you're like. Yeah, that's just kind of cool. <laughs> I love that guitar. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really cool. Literally, like first see it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then, you're sitting there staring at, it, and you're like, oh yeah, fuck, I want one." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, the worst problem with making all the guitars, especially guitars, is um, uh, I see all the guitars that we we. We we make a lot of the guitars. We we come up with ideas for a lot of the guitars, and then sell them to dealers. Mm-hmm. So um, so in other words, we'll yeah you know, let's spec out another twelve guitars or let's spec out this. So it's like oh we should try this or we should try that, and then we see how it sells. Um, so we you know we we do we just let our imaginations run wild a little bit, and uh, the problem with that is when the cool ones come through, you're just like oh I want that one. Wait a minute, I don't need another one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How many guitars do I need?
1: Uh, I have two Friedman guitars now.
0: I got another one. On the
1: way? I didn't show you. Hold on. No, it's here. Oh, yeah. Oh. So this is the other one that we just got. So it's a direct mount pickups on this one. Uh, I changed the knob. I, I took the Tele knob off. I just have that on my other guitar too. Maple neck, aged, beat up, black on black. Uh,
0: that's that's what I want right there.
1: That's a cool or, one.
0: That is gorgeous.
1: Um, And that one just sort of like and, – and on this particular one too, it's got crazy like dark aging on the fretboard. Mm-hmm like the, the wear marks. And I was just like, Oh man, I think it was at, and my, was my birthday. Actually, I was there at the, at the shop and I saw this guitar and I'm just like, Oh, okay.
0: I'm taking I gotta,
1: it. I gotta have that. <laughs> so nice. My partner, Rob in the business is even worse. He, he's, he's done that so many times now. I'm like, how many damn guitars do you have? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: eating eating uh from the business. Taking the good stuff. Um, uh someone
1: Bubba Fett goes, "How can I get my hands on a Cali Green Meanie? Uh t- I don't know if there there were two made and I'm not sure if they're both gone or not. Guitar Guru network has ha- had those made. So
0: Yeah, contact. I don't know if
1: both are gone or not, but I'm sure he could order up another one. It might take a little while, but
0: yeah, I, I, it's funny, because uh, on Facebook, somebody was like, oh, that's so horrible, that's gross, blah, blah, blah. And then two minutes later, he wrote, sold.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, um, it's so much for that.
1: Yeah, well, the, 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 the same thing I said, you know. I, I Just like when I saw it, I was like, oh, God, no. I, oh, man, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it was very cool.
1: So think, then – JMP 2204 Rocker. Uh, Dave, you said a while back when George Lynch was in your shop uh that your favorite cab was the nineteen nineties reissue four by twelve with twenty five greenbacks. Not exactly. Uh it's a um a old seventies cabinet that used to belong to Steven Stills that has no tolex on it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's been shellacked over, so it's kind of brownish in color. It has checkerboard grill cloth on it, and it has 90s reissue 25-watt greenbacks in it. So that part's right. Uh, And why is that my favorite? It's really broken in. It's really kind of like dull on the top end. It's really nice and sweet on the top end. Uh, Everyone loves that cabinet. Lynch has tried to buy, buy it off me a million times. I'm like, no. (laughs) <laughs> too bad you got enough yeah I, of course there's probably a price for everything <laughs>
0: that's true right
1: of course that's uh, true um oh here's one Eddie, Eddie Bauer said Dave can you tell the story of how you got involved a few years ago with a limited run of B modded Jet City 20 amps um uh, I still do the mods um so, yes, you can contact me, um, although I don't do any mods really fast these days because um, of just the time is so slim. Um, so, you know, maybe after Nam I could do it. Um, how did I get involved? We were friends with Doug White, who was, um, who is still the owner of Jet City uh, Amplifiers, and they had this 20-watt platform, and I had modified a couple for some people and um he goes, "Let's offer them through the website so we did a did some amps through them uh at the time and it, that's basically it simple <laughs> it's a it's a good little uh for for on a budget you know if you can get the amp for you know pick up one of those amps for like two hundred dollars or something and put a three hundred dollar mod on it, you have a five hundred dollar pretty good ass kicking b e sounding amp so it's cool. But, again, I don't do very many of the mods still, but it, and I don't do it very fast, so <laughs>
0: don't, don't be bombarding me with them. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Um, how long does it typically take for you to – when you get a well, mod?
1: you know, it's not, it's, it's not that it takes that long to do the mod. It's, it's really it's my time and right. what – not even a wait list it's 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 like if i have too many amps that have been sitting here already too long i like stop taking amps in and i go i gotta i, I can't take anything else in until i finish what's here um I, i'm just trying to be upfront about it it's just that we get involved with production and 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 stuff in the amplifier line and and time gets away from you and you you just you just don't get it done you
0: know right right and you don't want to have anybody upset so yeah
1: so so you know i try to be upfront about that as much as i can though. so
0: uh connect live says dave what do you think about the tube store preferred series tubes el34 etc many people claim because they are hand selected high-end chinese tubes they are among the very best out there um yeah i mean they're
1: they're 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 good. I mean, they're well-selected. They're they're good. It doesn't mean necessarily that they're not going to fail or last long, longer or anything. It might be they're screened a little bit more thoroughly, but um, I don't know. On the Chinese EL34s, let's say, for instance, uh, they... They can't have issues no matter what, no matter how you screen them, and all of a sudden they'll just pop. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good – they do a good job. Let's put it there.
0: Okay. Um, Okay, so Thrifty Flipside said he just sold his unmodded Jet City 20-amp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Whoops. Yeah. laughs> well, they're pretty easy to find, and not rel- the
1: twenty, not the twenty-two though. The twenty,
0: um, the twenty-two is a whole different like circuit, and it's it's uh, more of a problem to do. Okay, um, Dave, what is your opinion of Blackstar amps, specifically the HT Studio Twenty?
1: I have no experience with them almost at all, so. I, I don't yeah, I've never heard that amp, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I've heard a couple that were cool.
0: Yeah, um I've heard them so my cousin had one. He had the uh the the uh Black Star, I think it was the sixty watt or the forty, I can't remember. Um it was a cool amp, sounding good, but I went and saw Ozzy, the real Ozzy, mm-hmm. um with uh, Gus G on guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had the whole line of Blackstar amps, and it was bad. <laughs> uh, it was not. I was like, "Oh man!" Because Slash had opened up for them, and Slash's tone just ate him for lunch. Ate it for lunch. It was just so night and day. So I wasn't thrilled with Blackstar from that. But but the combos are nice. I think they're they're good value for the money. Um. Blues Len, I have a stupid question. Can a solid state amp be made with the made with the Friedman pedal sounds built in? Can a, like a little small like practice kind of amp is what you're saying. I guess so. Can a solid state amp be made with the Friedman pedal sounds built in? That's what he asked. Sure, it could be done.
1: Um, that might be something that happens down the road. We'll see.
0: Okay. Um, Jet City Twenty Vintage or Jet City Twenty Slow Style? Aaron Not the print. slow style. I don't. Uh, I don't know the
1: latest version of it. The JCA Twenty, but they're like. I don't know the latest offerings they have, so I couldn't answer that. But as long as it doesn't say twenty-two, I think you're okay. The twenty two is a slow style. I gotcha. Unless there's something new and I don't know about it, which I haven't really looked, so I don't don't quote me.
0: Uh, okay, Dave. What did you carry on and off stage for Steve Stevens at Gear Fest? On amp pedals, he sounded amazing, of course. Uh, his pedal board. That was from Cheddar Kung Pao. Yeah, his,
1: his, 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 uh, his pedal board. I just helped him get it off the stage because I think I was taking it or something with me. Or or it was shipping back with our gear, so I needed it.
0: Okay. Ed Bauer. Dave, can you tell us about the 2x12 Freeman cab that is ported? Is it front firing port or near rear firing? I'm asking because I see a small opening on the lower rear of the cab. Thanks.
1: Yes. It's, so it's rear. If you saw it on the rear of the cab, then you answered your own question, didn't you? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a rear, uh, it's a rear small port, like a slit. It's basically very similar to what used to be done on old high watt cabinets. Um, it just kind of lets a little, little the air out. So it doesn't sound so
0: congested that it sounds a little bit bigger.
1: Okay. It's cool sounding.
0: Making Taveras, Dave, um, there's a typo. Um, your amp that you rec- really recommend for church use, like can take pedals extremely well and do w- worship music.
1: Um, hmm. Well, if you're going to do a lot of pedals, you're going to want like some decent clean channel. So, um, you know, the, the, you know, on the lower end of it, I mean, the, the Runt 50 would be good because it's got a great clean channel and takes pedals really well. Mm-hmm. And then you have a dirty channel that you can, you know, dial in for a dirty sound if that's what you're looking for. If that's not, if you're looking for a totally clean amp, I mean, I think the one of the best pedal amps in the business really is the the Bucks and Betty, which often gets overlooked in my line. It's a fantastic sounding uh, pedal platform amp. Mm-hmm. if you want to use all pedals into a totally clean platform. So okay. there's my answer. But I mean, you can get away with a run 22. It's just kind of a limited clean channel, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Just got the three switch, three toggle switch. Um. Malcolm Tavares, Dave of your, oh no, he already asked that. Jim Becker, any chance of getting Bogner on the show? Um, yeah,
1: there's a chance. Sure, we'll see in the future. Okay. That would be interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, Ice Coffee Tone said, "Did Bogner work for Cirque du Soleil before making amps?"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, or, or yeah, or something. Yeah,
0: or the circus.
1: You know, you know, the, you know. He used to wear flat. The first day I saw him when he came in from Germany, he was wearing flowered pants. So, um, so this isn't something new. <laughs> <laughs> this is his style. Yes.
0: Uh, um. Yeah, Michelle R. That's not a really. You might be watching um, the wrong show. What kind someone, of v- music? Mal- Mal-
1: Malcolm Tavares. Dave is the new Les Paul style guitar. Will it have binding? Uh, it can have binding. Uh, some have binding. Some have neck binding. Some don't have neck binding. Some will have a scraped uh, maple edge. Um, so it it will be different for different looks and different styles. So. And of course the, 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 the I mean the price varies a little bit depending on what binding options you get and stuff like that so
2: okay
0: cool that's that's good stuff. Um, Joe Suma and Joe is from uh, Greenwich Music in Greenwich Connecticut guys mm-hmm. check out check out his store He's uh, checking into um, being a Friedman dealer by the way. Um, Dave any chance of doing a BE50 combo?
1: Uh, I, I've been asked that a bunch of times. I think I should do it. <laughs> um, uh, uh yes, it, it, there is a chance. I'm just trying to keep it on a reasonable size. Um, it's, it'll be a little bit on, on the larger side. Um, I just got to come up with what works really well for it. So yeah, Maybe.
0: Cool. Um, what do you think of the Wampler amp? Uh, Wampler amp sounds great.
1: Um, uh, I was I was there when it was being tested and stuff, so i I, I know it very well. So, um, uh, it's a, it's a great Fender based sort of uh, clean platform with a cool like. Uh, like five position bright switch, five, six position, something like that.
0: Yeah, Which five or six. We, we get
1: different flavors and characters with the, you know that work well with different pedals. It's
0: cool, and, yeah. And, and Brian Wampler's got you know, he has his own ear, right? So yep. it's uh, it's yep. a different,
1: and no, it's, it's it's a cool, it's a cool ant,
0: yeah. Um. This is a cool comment. Ed Bauer, great show. It's awesome how eager Dave is to answer these questions from people. So seems so genuine. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, oh, someone
1: asked, uh, Jim Becker's asked, uh, what do I use for pedal connections, cables, et cetera? Well, we make all our custom stuff. So the ends I use are I, either there's these new square plug ends, um, from this company in France that I use uh, mostly now for angled ends. Um, there's also some really small little angled ends and straight ends I use from Providence uh, Cable that I use um, a lot that are really well made. They're kind of costly for the end user. And um, the cable, mostly I use is a, this thin provenance cable that's made that's really quite good. Or I use a Megami 2319 or or the other one, that number is escaping me at the moment. That's another thin one, 2413 or, or something like that. Um, all those work well. Eventually, I'm going to have some cables available for, for you guys. Um that's a logical progression i guess that some cool they'll be they'll be high end because i'm going to use like the the square plugs or or, or the plugs i like and mm. the cable i like but they'll be a cool high end alternative to you know the standard stuff that you can buy would they be pre pre made pre cut or yeah. not the pre- ones that you make yourself no pre cut different lengths you know same gotcha same stuff that i would use on a board right so you'd be able to buy that that stuff and there'll also be some guitar cables down the line but i just haven't got around to doing it there's a certain way i want to do them and and it's a super super rugged way of doing things very road uh, style oriented with you know switching um silent jacks and stuff on them and so it's really it's stuff that i would make for you know touring guitar players and things
0: right cool So Um, I had a question for you. Eventually we'll have those. When, when Pete did the, uh, when you did the board for Pete and you had the labels on them, there was shrink wrap, clear shrink wrap on the ends. How did you do that? With a shrink wrap gun, but (laughs) where where do you get clear shrink wrap?
1: Uh, It was from electronic supplies. It's, it's a, it's a half inch uh, clear heat shrink. And you just you cut you buy lengths of it and you cut it to length the length you want and then you have to use a heat gun and
0: it shrinks it right. down over the end. Nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was I was looking for that today. I couldn't find it.
1: No. I um. I want to check maybe like you know a good good place to get a bunch of like supplies for wiring and thing is Redco. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a company called Redco, um, that they they have a lot of wiring products and and things for DIY kind of. People that want to make things. They, cool. I think they have a heat shrink that you can buy off them. If not, I can give you a link or something.
0: All right, that's cool. That was, that was a nice nice touch. Um, so, Michelle R had a question about she wants to know just to know if a Gemini mixer would work with a preamp. Uh, what kind of DJ mixer should I get? She asked. I have no idea what. If I don't even know what you're really like what what the
1: application is exactly yeah so Wish that's a tough one sorry if you if you want to clarify you know um
0: uh, yeah let e- us know
1: or, or email me at freedmanamps at, at gmail.com and you know i'll answer yeah you well, can
0: clarify a little more love to help you out just not sure what you're asking um <laughs> Hugh Benock, in light of the new Synergy line of preamp modules, how many more original preamps can there be? What major components create the difference? Can you read that one more time? Sorry. In light of the new Synergy line of preamp modules, how many more original preamps can there be? What major components create the difference?
1: Well, there can be a lot more
0: preamp modules. I mean, you know, you can do it, you know, uh,
1: an orange amp module, a Supro amp module, you can do different uh, circuits from, from Tone King. You can do, uh, well, fryette has some coming, you know, um, you, you have, um, I think angle has some coming and, uh, you know, maybe eventually you'll run out, but you can definitely do different takes on things and what components, you know, it's just really the circuit, uh, so the circuit that they used in their amplifiers, the preamp circuit.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean,
1: you got. Um... Yeah. And then some, some, like if you're going for more vintage style amps and you're trying to simulate that circuit, then you have to come up with a circuit that sort of simulates that, that, that old cranked up amp. Mm-hmm. Like a dumble Which... circuit, right? Well, well, that's coming. Actually, that's a, there's a, a dumble style module coming that I, that I heard the prototype for, and that's great. Sounds really good. Nice. Um, So Ed Bauer said uh, uh, Friedman should do uh, iPhone cases that are black and have Friedman logos. Uh, I think there might be a Chinese company that makes some Friedman iPhone cases. Really? But, you know, now that you say that, um, we are totally capable of printing iPhone cases in our own shop. So uh we have these UV printers that could could if you, you have a plain black iPhone case you could totally print. Um That's like a plastic style case you could totally print uh, on it. That's uh, cool. Maybe I'll do some of those.
0: It'd be fun. Um Okay, let's see if the I'm starting to fade by the way, so let's see how much longer we can go. Um any plans for a Freedman? Oh, come on, Mark.
1: Come on. You've been that's all over.
0: I that's true. That's true. Any plans for a Freedman fly rig style pedal, something like Tech 21's fly rig Kotsin pedal, but voice like Friedman Plexi style amp?
1: Um with all the delays and all the stuff in it? I'm not sure yet. Not not yet. Uh, but uh, there might be some stuff coming, you'll see.
0: Dave, any chance of doing a BE-100 that has the features of the new BE-50? Apologies if this has already been asked. John, Jimmy, Joe.
1: There will will eventually be a BE-100 Deluxe. Um, um, But not yet and not for a while.
0: So. Okay. JMP2204Rocker are the days of tube amplifiers face uh, fading due to profiling amps like Kemper and modules? I don't think so.
1: Well, you know, um, yeah, I think about that a lot, but then I find a lot of people that go that way wind up coming back to the tube amps. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's just an immediacy and simplicity to it that, that is, is so much easier. um, and a lot of people that wind up going down the the, the, the modeling path wind up spending most of their time uh, tweaking the sounds and not playing the guitar. So, you know, um, not for our sales so far. So that's not it's not really been a problem.
0: I mean, RMG just wrote, uh, "I I went the Kemper route and came back. Nothing like an amp in the room. Nothing.
1: Yep." Exactly. That's true. That's well, true.
0: It is very true. Um, Ice coffee tones, clear shrink is a great idea. It was but as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Um, what do you think of the Fryet Ether and putting the power supply and power amp in separate chassis? Dude, the Ether is an amazing sounding amp. First
1: time I heard that amp, I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> now I need one of these. Uh, uh, it's a really cool sounding amp. I know it's expensive and all that, but I spend a lot of time on that hand wired amp, and and I think it, you know, it it makes sense having the the power section in a separate box in a lot of ways because um, there's less pr- prone to tube rattle and stuff that's in the actual uh, combo case. Um. But not to mention it just has this cool retro look and it just looks cool because it's got that little separate thing. It just looks so cool.
0: <laughs> hmm. I've never played one before. Oh, it sounds amazing. Is it only does it only come in a combo or is it a, a head? Yeah, two? it's
1: a combo. Um it's it's like I, it's it's kind of its own thing. It's got tremolo and verb. That sound the verb sounds amazing. So does the trim. It's 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 kind of it's got Voxy characteristics to it, like a cranked-up, cool Vox in some ways. Um, really cool sounding, mm. cool sounding amp. That I, that made me want one. And uh, the other amp that that I've heard that I really love is the um, Todd Sharp amp, the the Jot J O A T Jot twenty. Mm. I think the 20, the 20 was the one I really liked. Uh those man, that thing, that thing's got this reverb on it that's incredibly cool sounding. Um again, these aren't high gain amps, but but just really cool vintage voiced uh mm. crank it up and get some amazing, amazing sounding amps.
0: Hmm. That's awesome. Two apps I never even heard of. Yeah. Todd Sharp,
1: uh-huh. I, I've known Todd Sharp a long time. I used to do cart Todd Sharp was a, a session musician um, when I was doing cardage. I did cartage for him um, when I was, like, young and 18 years old, you know. And uh, and uh, he left L.A. It's, he played. He's played with Rod Stewart in the past, and he's an amazing guitar player and uh he left l a and and started uh he was always into amplifiers and stuff like even servicing them eventually he started a, a nashville uh, to, uh nashville uh, amp service i think it's called and uh they they do servicing for all the nashville guys they're they're the best amp people in town in nashville and um so I'm glad to see he you know he did that and stuff and we hooked up at an amp show an L.A. Amp show a few years ago again and uh, I heard his amps there and it was fantastic so hmm. an expensive amp also um, but
0: uniquely cool so yep um, there was a question here uh, and now I lost it um, oh well uh, George Metropolis says, "Watching the industry in flux and considering how to navigate this mess going forward, thoughts on what he means from Patrick Behar? I think he was pretty self-explanatory in what he what he meant.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like basically what we were saying is it's it's tough for small um, amp companies." it's, it, you know, it's tough when you, when you're relying on, um, for your income, relying on people ordering amplifiers, you know, and, and you, you don't have like distribution at stores and you don't have a bunch of financial backing and, and, and all that. It's very difficult to get your product out there for people, um, to buy and hear And, uh, I've fortunately circumvented most of that by, you know, working with boutique amps. Um, so, I mean, we, we've had great distribution of our product, which is, is, um, is half the battle, you know, it, it's, it's seen and heard and used and, but man being, you know, I, I, I see people, well, what if someone copies your amps and start make, you know, starts making them or something. And I'm like, uh, well, good luck mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not an easy business to be in making music uh, gear. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're like, like, you know, George was saying it's, it's like rough, um, you know, well, one month he might sell, you know, a bunch of amps. And then next month might be nothing. So, you know, you still have your expenses. <laughs> right. You still have your mortgage and you still have everything else. And it's, it's, it's not like, you know, um, no one's getting rich off of it. You know what I mean? It's not, even, even, even on our level, we're not getting rich off of it. Um, mm-hmm. But on a smaller level, it's, it's really tough for a small business to, to, to compete. You know, and just and to get their products out there, and you know, you can't afford having more employees, but yet you need more employees. You know, you can't. It's a it's an ugly circle. Yeah. For That's any fun. small business, I don't care what field you're in. You know. Yeah. You, know, you like I always say, so you're going to start a business, you better have capital because you need it, and you need it liquid capital that you can float because you don't get all the money in at once you know
0: and there's going to be downtime and slow and slow yeah there's periods. going to be
1: downtime there's going to be all sorts of stuff so
0: yeah, yeah. um jeff k and this is kind of interesting because we i haven't talked to you about this since the last time we mentioned it dave have you ever done any work with neil sean in your career um not um, as far as rigs
1: go but we've been talking about doing amp stuff um, um so we'll see how that goes
0: Mm-hmm, um, Brett where did you get the tabs that keep the cables uh, like on the pedal boards that you use for Pete Thorne, making uh, making it look like a mess of cables, where did you well, get Well,
1: I mean, some of them come with our pedal boards, um, which those ones work pretty well. I use a different one that I get from a company called Pacific Radio out here. Um, I would have to look up the exact model, I don't have it handy. Um, if you feel free to email me, and I'll give you the exact model. I'll do, and it's the best one I've ever used. So you want those?
0: Um, would I be missing much of a, of the pink taco tone if I went with a paint a PT twenty with a ten inch speaker? I think it's called the Mini. That's from RMG four seven one. Uh,
1: pink taco um,
0: mini. What was the first part of this? He wants to know if I'll be missing pink taco tone if he goes with no, the no. It's the same. It's the
1: exact same amp. Mm-hmm. So uh, is the is the speaker smaller? Yes, the speaker is smaller, um, and that speaker is slightly on the dark side. Um, um, but it's the same exact amp chassis. So you know you can feel free to plug that combo into a bigger cabinet, also, if you want, or another cabinet. Mm. Um. So it it's the same amp. That's cool. So hopefully that answers that.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. It was one other question that I. It's just oh, uh, have you seen the new tape echo from T Rex, the Benson Echo Rec One?
1: I've seen it. I, I haven't really played with it very much, but I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Looks yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. It's expensive, though, from what I remember. Um, I think that's
1: it. Any chance, uh, Heath Brinker said, is there any way, Dave, you'll come out with budget-friendly pedals like TC Electronic just came out with? Hmm. Oh, man. Um, Who knows what the future... Uh not not at this moment, let's say that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you never know what the future brings, you know.
0: Someone wants to know Friedman impulses in the future? DJ Asterix. Uh
1: possibility exists. Um, don't know as of yet.
0: Okay. Um Do you see any other questions that I've missed? I'm
1: looking futures. Why did we opt for the iced coffee tones? Why did I opt for a mix of finished 30s and greenbacks in the 412? Um, Well, you know, know, here's how that came about. Years ago um, um, in the early 90s, I did a rig for Jerry Cantrell um, for uh, a tour. And when we were sort of devising what he'd use for this rig, we had a, a one four by 12 that had vintage 30s and one four by 12 that had greenbacks in our demo room that, that when we were listening to stuff. And, and he liked how that sounded. And it, it was a great blend. You know, you had the, the vintage 30s blended with the greenbacks. It was a great sounding mm-hmm. blend. And, and that kind of stuck around um, for a long time. I always sort of liked the blend of the two. Um, so I decided to do that in the cabs because the Vintage 30s sort of are, are bright, but they have a certain kind of um, punchy punchiness to them, um, maybe harsh even. But there's a punchiness about the Vintage 30, and then the Greenback has this nice kind of papery, warm yet bright in a different way, kind of crisp, crunchy tone. So the, the two of them work quite well together, actually kind of complement each other. Mm -hmm. So that's why, why I did that. Um, boy, this is a Aaron, Aaron cram is long. How, how how would you differentiate between each of the hand-wired Friedman amps sound wise? That's a long discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I can do all of that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Uh, But feel free to email me, and maybe I can answer it in a little more Um, in-depth. Yeah. Are Friedman Amps doing well in Japan? Uh, Yeah, we have a Japanese distributor in Japan. That's one place we do have a distributor. And uh, and they're doing pretty well for the Japanese market. The Japanese market is a little depressed at the moment, meaning... Not a lot of stuff is selling and it's kind of hard, but yeah,
0: we're doing pretty well. Jamie Ray, love the show, guys. Dave, have you ever worked with John Sykes? No, love to, but no, haven't. Okay. Uh, Ginger, not yet. Not yet. Gingerich Bayer, very informative show. Thank you, guys. What about a show with Randall Smith of Boogie? Greetings from the Czech Republic. Wow. Um, hmm. Randall Smith and Boogie. So wait, what was this? What about a show with Randall Smith and Mezboogie? Oh, that
1: would be interesting. Yeah, I haven't really thought about him. I, we we could, could uh, certainly look into that. That might be interesting. Um. Someone else says Dab Bounce says uh, any chance to have kit pieces to update my B100 in France? Uh, it's not fun, easy to find someone that can do mods. Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. Why don't you just email me exactly, and then we we can discuss it. We do have uh, a few things that we can do as a kit that can you can update your amp. So. Um, just let me know specifically. It's a little more specifics than that with the email. Uh, Dave, will the future of pedal boards be wireless? I don't think so. There's already too many wireless networks. So it's kind of becoming a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Someone, uh, Stan Adams, was like, he'd love to see a a B-E-O-D pedal with a mid control.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see now, won't we? <laughs> uh dab bounce any chance to have amps do it yourself. Like we can choose what options we want. Buxom Clean, HPE, channel, thump. Just choose parts on your site and do it myself.
1: Uh, you gonna make it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what? You I'll to some extent, you, you can I can you can get me to do a custom shop amp um, where you could get what you want really uh, within reason. You have to ask me what it is first, and if that's really a doable option or not. But it, it's possible now um, to some extent.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, there's some stuff that's just not doable. Um, it, it, that it's not realistic to do. Um, um, so, email me, FriedmanApps at gmail.
0: Uh, get Greta Van Fleet on the show. That would be nice. Love to. Yeah. Uh, I might be able to do that, actually. Do it. Um, get, get it done. I live in Taiwan. How should I go about buying a Friedman guitar, chlorine bacon skin?
1: Uh, oh, boy. Um D- Double-check our dealer base. Uh, uh, we might have someone near you. So uh, check on our website. And yeah. then if not, you might see if another store is willing to ship to you. It does have stock. So
0: there you go. All right, let's do a, one last question because I'm really – fading and this has been three and three hours and 40 minutes um <laughs> that's nothing mark come on <laughs> oh i thought we were going to make it a shorter one um do cathode bias well, well, it, am- it, it is shorter you're right it is shorter. uh do cathode bias amps generally have a warmer darker tone my pt20 is definitely warmer sounding than my 2204 well, your your PT-20
1: is warmer for a reason. I There's a cap in there that actually rolls off the top end pretty severely um, because the power section is no negative feedback, which is a brighter sort of power section. At times, I've think, thought about putting a switch on it that can vary that a little bit because at times, I feel it's too dark. Um, but again, that depends on the guitars and what speaker you're playing it with.
0: Um it, yeah, so. Okay. Uh, and then. Uh, I've seen two suggestions. Oh,
1: about- Eddie Bauer, uh, uh, how much Highland Park scotch will you be drinking on New Year's Eve? I don't think I'm drinking at all. I'm <laughs> still reeling <laughs> from night stomach flu. Um, and I wouldn't be drinking Highland Park scotch. <laughs> I was. But because I got sick literally after I drank a bunch of scotch, it's scotch isn't sounding so good right now. <laughs> so maybe not any.
0: Um, I'm getting called a baby for wanting to go. Yeah, see? <laughs> My God. Uh,
1: Dave, have you tried the Caitlin Bread Bell uh, Epoch Deluxe? I don't think the Deluxe. I think I've tried the other one, and it sounds cool. Um. Uh, someone's saying they like the run 50 and the cab sim, it's killer. It Plus it killer. doesn't kill your CPU like
0: ours. Uh, Jeff K., George Lynch on the show, a definite date or just a possibility? No, well, he said he's going to come on. No, he's going to get come on date. for
1: sure, he said today. Uh, and it, it, it's going to be in February, so... Okay, cool. Or at least that's what we said today. You know, anything can change. Um, so, uh, Rick's someone suggested Rick Saint Pierre to come on from Wizard. I think that actually would be a fun, a fun show. So maybe we could do that. And also Mike uh, Bendinelli from mesa Boogie. That's a possibility too. Uh,
0: Somebody asked, "Waiting for an alibi? Will we see a synergy combo amp? I think there already is one, right? There, there,
1: there will. Be, yeah, there, there is one. The twenty, the thirty watt amp, but the, they're just starting to produce the thirty watt amp. So I don't think it's really seen the light of day yet. So, mm. uh, someone wants. To What's know, my favorite guitar cable and speaker cable? Mm uh, from Brett Harmon, uh, favorite guitar cable is, uh, uh, an old cable that's been around for a million years since the seventies. Belden nine, seven, seven, eight is my favorite guitar cable. Um, and speaker cable. There is another Belden speaker cable. That's this gray color. And I can't remember the number. It's an 84 something. There's different gauges of it available. I, I, I really like how that stuff sounds. Um, that goes way back though. I did those tests like way back when I was younger and more interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So if, if I, if I make guitar cables, it will be out of that cable and, and done a different way. So
0: mm. vintage 30 wants to know if we can get Howard Dumble to join.
1: Be, oh, man, that would be epically cool. Um, is that possible? Hmm. Good question. I'm not saying it's not impossible,
2: hmm.
1: but uh, I
0: I, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay. What cable for pedal boards they want to know?
1: Uh, I think I answered that already in the show somewhere. Uh Yeah. Um,
0: get Brad Gillis. Yeah, he would be great. Oh, there.
1: that'd be a good one, yeah. Patrick uh, Barr said, uh, Oban scotch is good. It is good. <clears throat> Vinny Moretti, Mas Tequila. Vinny! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that tequila, by the way.
0: <laughs> Any chance of getting Paul Rivera on, Ijar says. That'd be a good one, too.
1: Paul Rivera would be a good one and, and very possible to get him on. I don't think that would be a problem, actually.
0: All right, here's a question. Fast Eddie VH, what is the craziest over-the-top rock star thing Dave ever witnessed? Um, man, really? Um,
1: <laughs> You know, the probably the craziest thing that I've ever sort of been involved with was, was the uh, if you guys remember, it's kind of a dark era. But if you guys remember that uh, Van Halen did a, did some music for a, a, a Catherine, you know, for a, a a porn film. Yeah, an adult film. He yeah. did a couple songs. Do you remember that, Mark? I do. Uh, and and uh, you talked uh, about and, that party. Yeah, yeah. So the party, the party party was the most epic Hollywood crazy rock star party ever. Um, so, you know, that was the opening party for the film and it was at his, Eddie's house and it was, um, you know, naked girls sliding down the pool, Cirque du Soleil performers hanging from trapezes upside down above a piano while Eddie's playing, uh, you know, uh, uh open bars everywhere, alcohol flowing, hors d'oeuvres passed around all outside, this stuff was crazy. I mean, this is the, the, the most epic party I've ever been to in my entire life. And oh, uh, and also the most epic hangover I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think I talked about that on one of our other shows. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, In in more detail. So go back and listen and try to find it. Yeah, I can't remember which <laughs> show it was, but no, it's cool. Um Need to make Friedman diapers for the marathon live streams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh my God. No kidding. Right. I know. I actually, I need to make a pit stop if we're going to keep going. Um, uh, uh, Bob Bradshaw on the show. Yeah. We
1: talked about that. I'd actually like to have him on the show uh, and I will reach out to him. Um,
0: that would be good. Brett Harmon asked that. Um, JMP twenty two oh four wants to know what did you guys think of Randy Rose live tone? Uh, we talked about that earlier. I, I wasn't a fan. Um, I thought his playing was fantastic, but I just didn't. His tone could have been better, at least in my opinion.
1: Well, oh, someone says I should try for Jakey e. Lee. Yeah, Jake, from what I understand, Jake's pretty private, so um,
0: I, I highly doubt that would happen. Um, I haven't seen him do any interviews at all. I mean, no, except and for maybe uh, with Eddie Trunk.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, then the, the G-Man Music Productions goes. Which pancake ends for small pedal boards? I use these new ones from France called Square Plugs. They're they're fantastic.
0: Yeah, they're those were like super low profile. Yeah, it's really cool. They're super cool. they great great plug. Yeah. Um. Let's see. See if there's anything else. Tom Anderson would be great on the show. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Tom Anderson again. My cousin just ordered a guitar from him. Oh, he makes beautiful guitars. He does gorgeous stuff. You know, it's like
1: we were I was a tra- huge. I knew him back from when I worked at Making Music, and we were a huge. Um, we were a huge Tom Anderson dealer. Mm. Um, so um, I had several Tom Anderson guitars over the years
0: and uh yeah the green makes yeah. great stuff it's very different you know yeah. i mean you, you people could look at sir guitars and anderson guitars and be like oh you know they're very similar they, they offer different things they're very cool different guitars and you know there's everybody's got their own little niche hermes
1: Costa has a steve stevens show we already did that <laughs>
0: Yes, we look, have done.
1: Look that. back in our look back in our videos. We've done it already. Um, and, we, and
0: we have Joe. We've done Joe Morgan in the show also.
1: Oh, here's one. Jim Becker, Vito Brada would be cool, but unlikely. Yeah, no kidding. Really, not going to
0: happen. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Andy Timmons, Tom Schultz, and I would love to get Tom Schultz. Oh, on Tom the show. Schultz
1: would be interesting. Joe okay. Morgan in the show. Yeah, we had Joe Morgan. He played video games through the show.
0: <laughs> he got a lot of heat for that, by the way.
1: Yeah, Greg Greg Koch would be an awesome guest. Uh, Greg Koch, actually.
0: Yes, he would. I met Koch, him. At, I met him at Summer Nam. Really funny. I know guy. Greg.
1: He he would do the show. He's great. He's awesome.
0: That would be a great. He'd be really great to have on. Yeah, we, that's that's doable. We should reach out to him. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: That's—I don't think that's a problem. I'll see him in Nam. Okay. James uh, Tyler. James Tyler. Yeah, that would be awesome. James Tyler guitars we probably could get James. Um, that's an option for sure. On uh, Neil Moser, huh?
0: Joe Bonamassa. We talked. We talked about Joe the other day.
1: We talked about Joe. I'm going to reach out to Joe, so we're going to see about that. That might be an option, too. Neil Sean might be an option, as I see. I'm just not reading out your guys' names. I'm just kind of randomly answering questions quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and Doug
0: Rappaport would be a, a good one to get
1: Oh, they were saying, the guy was saying, when I talked about the party, it was the Steve Stevens show. Okay, well, good. Thank you. So if you want to hear about the party, watch the Steve Stevens show.
0: Ah, okay, that's got it.
1: Thank you. Got uh, Cliff Chase from Fractal Audio. That would be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Could you do a Steve Stevens uh, oh. mod? Oh, good.
1: Greg Koch and Phil X on at the same time. <laughs> 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 now that would be interesting. Oh man! Uh, oh, Zeke Clark, the tech Eddie's old tech. Um, yeah, I don't even know where he is these days. Um, so who knows?
0: Steve Lukather is coming Steve. on.
1: Yeah, Steve. Steve will be on eventually. Uh, Tosin. Tosin would be great. Yeah, we could probably do Tosin. He'd do it. Um, Doug Rapaport. I have plans for Doug. Andy Wood. Andy's possible too. Nice coffee tones. Jimmy Page. Now that would be the best. That that would that would be it. I'm done then. Oh that would be shows yeah. <laughs> show's over, man. <laughs> Broke the internet. Yeah. Uh Joe Holmes. I know Joe. Uh Joe would be cool. Um uh and I could reach out to him. I'm not so sure he even has a computer to do it with, <laughs> though. <laughs> He's uh, kind of an anti tech kind of sort of guy. Hmm. Um, but maybe John Sir Part Three didn't two? Isn't two enough?
0: <laughs> At least he, wait for a while. Yeah, I think we need to wait a little while. John, John, I think John wants to wait a little while. Um, oh, Jeff K, did the guy asking about VOCs get back to you? He was talking about volatile organic compounds in the plastics.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought that's what he was talking about, but it, but in the ant chassis I mean the only thing that's plastic on the amp is the panels. Um, mm. other than that there's no plastic well other than the knobs. And uh I could I could probably the material I could probably look up and find out but I'm not really sure.
0: So um, okay. Michael Anthony Love to be That'd winner. be fun. Yeah. I'd be able him. to get him. Get him. Um, I'd love to have him on.
1: Steve, um, yeah, Steve Lukather, yeah. John Sir's dog for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That'd be funny. Uh, uh, um, Jimi Hendrix. I don't think that's going to happen No, Sorry. Um. Josh Heath Scott from JHS Pedals. Uh, that would be interesting,
0: also. Hmm. Um, uh, someone asked about Matt Bruck We've asked Matt Bruck, That's not going to happen
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't want to do it So Zach the, 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 Wild the, the, Zach, Zach Wild could happen um, hmm. Zach Wild could happen And that's a good idea actually um, We might never get a word in edgewise with him though <laughs> 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 no, I like really like he might oh, guys he might talk the entire show. So, um, Mike Fuller, a full fulltone, huh? that's, that's possible. That that would be good. That'd be good. I know him. I could probably reach out to him and ask. I don't know if he'll do it, but yeah, that that should be good. He might
0: be yelling at people in the chat, but, <laughs> but you know. G- JT Hair 1, could you do a Steve Stevens mod for a JCM800?
1: Yeah, sure. I could. It's just a variation on a BE mod, so yeah. Mm-hmm. It it could be done. Victor Mason and Mojave amps, that's possible too, yep.
2: Mm.
1: Randall Smith, we saw that. Mm-hmm. have a good place huh. to sell, sell, sell mustard caps, eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe like on one of the AMP forums or something that does that, maybe Metropolis forum or um, something like that. Oh, these would get some good, you know, guys, thanks for all these good ideas. Brad Whitford, that would be great. Derek St. Holmes would be great. Ty Tabor would be great. Buckethead. Buckethead. That'd be interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh yes, yeah, we talked about Jerry, Jerry. We talked about Jerry, don't know. hmm Jesse Oliver of Ampeg fame that would have been good, but huh
0: uh, great start to 2018. um I think we're yeah. done. Yeah, I think so. uh, Cantrell would be killer. Yeah, I'd love to have Jerry Cantrell on the show so. Um and Dweezil Dweezil's great. Ian Thornley, yes, Tom, yeah. Tom Anderson, we already touched on. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ian Thornley would be great. You know, I can always reach out to uh, Aspen Pitman. Oh, interesting. That's a name I don't know. Groove Tubes, formerly um, Groove Tubes. Raphael, Raphael Moreira,
1: yeah, he's a friend of mine. That's not that hard. Ted Nugent would be super interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah I'll pass on that one.
1: yeah I don't know about that. <laughs> uh the multi guest shows are good too, yeah of course we can do that um'd yeah. love to have Billy Gibbons
0: oh, so, that would be amazing
1: that would that would be like
0: top I can tier. ask him
1: it would be top tier for sure I can yeah. ask him he's he's such a great guy he's a cool cool totally cool cool guy. Yeah, laid back. Uh Uh-oh, maybe the dude with the big mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mark Tremonti would be good. Miles Rose would be good for Tube Info. Yep, Miles is a cool guy. Troy Van Luden, another guy I know and have done work for. Um, In Queens. Yeah, Billy Gibbons would be right up there with Jimmy Page. I think we should have Billy Gibbons and Jimmy Page at the same time. Why not go for broke? <laughs> <laughs> I think we would break the internet that night.
0: That would, yeah, that um, would be epic.
1: Andy Fuchs, that's a possibility. Richie Kotzen is a possibility. Billy Howardell is highly going to ha- probably going to happen. Um, I don't know Billy
0: Howardell. Where's he from?
1: I do. Perfect circle. Oh, Okay. User of my amps, naked amps, custom naked amps that I made him years ago.
0: Mm.
1: In fact, I have one sitting next to me right now from him. Um, Bill Kelleher, yeah, that's totally possible. Warren D. Martini would love to. Adrian Vandenberg is maybe possible. Yeah. Paul Gilbert, yeah. Philip Sace, that's possible too. God, he's good.
0: Paul Reed Smith. I'll talk to Paul him Reed in- Smith. Maybe. I'll see him at NAM. See if I can give him a card and talk to him. Um, I'm just seeing what you guys are coming up with. Nuno Betancourt <laughs> and Paul Gilbert.
1: Steve okay. Morse.
0: I i love Nuno Betancourt. I'd love to have him on. He's awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't really I don't I, I I've never been an overwhelming fan, but I, he's he's good. It's Not really my thing. No, it's not my thing either, but just really Joey Brasler. Yeah, that would be interesting, actually. Joey's from Fender and a a bunch of previous other companies and also a great guitar player. Hmm. Uh, Jason Lawler um, would be cool. Good pick up. Satchel. Satchel would be interesting.
0: (laughs) Oh, and and Rebea. I like Rebea. He's a great player. Yeah, Gary Hoey. I know Gary from years ago.
2: Yeah,
1: um, Gary. Gary's cool. Sterling Ball. These are all good, good lists here. How about Slash?
0: Oh my God, I'd love to. That. that would be
1: a. I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, no. yeah, you, know, you never know.
0: Do you know uh, much about? The, his...
1: to, yeah the slash thirty nine amp do I know much about that yeah i worked on it a bunch of times wait no thirty nine okay that's the original original one correct i worked on his he has a number thirty four amp that i've worked on a bunch of times um i yeah i know i mean it's pretty public knowledge in fact there's a there's a whole thread on on i think metro uh the metro form out there uh, uh that's maybe like some crazy number of pages now like a couple hundred pages or something all about the slash SARM. So if you really want detailed info, go there.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Lindy Fraylin, that would be a good one too.
0: That would be a good one. He makes great stuff. I almost
1: consider Lindy Fraylin to be the one of the first I mean, after of course there was you know Seymour Duncan and DiMarzio, right? But then, but then you know when Lindy Fralin came out, he was one of sort of the first small boutique, uh, vintage style winders that 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 came about, mm-hmm. and um, and he and he was he makes great sounding pickups. There's nothing nothing bad to say about his pickups.
0: No, he makes great stuff. You know, there's another another name that popped in my head just now is uh, Roger Mayer. Yeah, that'd be interesting, too. Yeah.
1: Steve Vai, so, Scott Gorham. Joe Walsh. <laughs> Tor from TC. Mm-hmm. Robert Keeley.
0: Robert Keeley,
1: totally doable. In fact, yeah. he'd be a good guy to come on. Um,
0: yeah. I know Robert. Joe Nags.
1: Joe Nags, sure. That's a possibility, too.
0: Elliot Eastman. You know, I was friends with him on Facebook, and he uh, he did a clean house and got rid of me. So, oh well, fellow lefty, uh, Miles, Rose. Miles Rose. Yeah, hmm.
1: you guys have good uh, good suggestions, and you know we'll try to remember them all. But you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, hey, any good slash stories? You ever work with Slash?
1: Yeah, no, I did multiple rigs for Slash, including the one he's touring with right now. Oh, wow. Um, and that was in the rig run-through, but they never mentioned my name, thanks. Adam Deck. <laughs> 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 Uh So, yeah, that would... Uh, uh, yeah, I've done lots of stuff for Slash. Amp work, yeah. uh, rig, bunch of rigs, a bunch of stuff. Super cool. Joe Naylor. That would be an interesting one, too. Um, Rick Emmett. Oh, interesting. Funny, yeah. I just saw a clip of Rick Emmett playing an acoustic thing. I guess he's doing some sort of acoustic dates and stuff. It sounded great, actually. I forgot. He <laughs> still sounds great. Um, Doug Aldrich
0: would be good. And then we talked about Dean and Rob DeLeo.
1: I can do Doug Aldrich, that's that
0: shouldn't be a problem. Oh, get him. He's great. I got his number. Um, someone mentioned Brad Paisley.
1: Oh, Eddie said my name in the musician's friend interview. Oh, that's cool.
0: Oh, he's talking about Eddie Van Halen. He yeah. did. Oh, cool. Remember, I sent you the link. Oh, you don't remember that? I maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he said he said, he said um, something along the lines of Dave Freeman builds all my rigs for me.
1: Oh yeah yeah, I think
0: I remember the link now. Yep yep yeah yeah. Uh, Cliff chasing, Chris, Christoph Kemper. Hmm. hmm. What Freeman amp would you recommend for home playing? Music style includes Hendrik, Foo Fighters, ACDC, Braddles. Forty four wants to no. know.
1: Um. Well, it depends on how you know. Uh, I playing? mean, the small the small amps are cool. It depends on what. what home playing people use B100s in their room like Mark yeah so uh, it just depends on kind of what you want to spend how many channels you kind of need or want or maybe you just want one if you want one you know there's the small 20 watt three different 20 watt varieties that we have so email me if you want more info Mm
0: -hmm. oh Dave Grohl would be amazing yeah what well, can probably Chris, do? Chris Shiflet. I'd love to have him Please.
1: on. That would be big, great.
0: Um, big fan. Big fan of him.
1: Basically, so we have guests from here to the eternity, essentially. Yeah. At this point, David Bray would be good. I think mm-hmm. they have David on. Um, B50 have a good platform for pedals. So B50 on the Clean Challenge, excellent platform because um, it's the uh, Buxon. Betty plane channel. So, which is a great platform for sure. Okay. Well, I think Justin we're done. Derrick. Oh, yeah. That would Justin is a possibility too. Of course.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we're done guys. All right. Well, this is our last show for the year. So our next show will be, I think January 12th, right? Is that what we were saying? Yes. I think that's what we're, no, wait. Yes, January twelfth. Yep, that's yep. what we're looking at, and um, and then from there we'll be at Nam, which someone had asked when is Nam? Nam is January twenty fourth through the twenty eighth. Correct. So, and that's what we'll, we'll be, and then we'll come back after that. So, um, I wish you guys a happy new year. Thank you for everybody who's been tuning into the shows all, all year round. You guys are awesome. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit the subscribe button, and um, don't forget we also have a podcast on iTunes. If you don't want to listen to the or watch the, the YouTube channel, search iTunes for Tone Talk uh, Tone Talk, and um, or Tone Talk. It'll come up. Okay, and uh, happy New Year, everybody! Happy holidays, and thank you.
1: All right, thank you guys. Thanks for.
0: Putting up with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Good night and good night. Uh, enjoy the weekend.